a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, 
Mayotte Hotel. Welcome to Dr. Robert X Forum by way of Truth to Power, and my name is Beverly D. So, Dr. Robert X, what is going on with you this evening? How are you feeling? Uh, man, I'm not feeling real well, but uh, I'm here. We good. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, and Hotel, now, Hotel did, family. Hotel. Now, did... um. I know you're going to be talking about the hidden hand, but did Donald Trump make another move this weekend with that World Trade Organization? Yes. Uh, I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, yeah. That's the mechanism used by the people who were a full world government and who were all signatories of these trade agreements. That's where they... Uh, would go to basically solve disputes through the World Trade Organization. But what he did was quite interesting. He basically didn't say anything about it and just let the terms of the people that's sitting on there from uh, that he has control over expire. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was a checkmate move. Killing it. And there's no need for it if there's no world government. You mm-hmm. see? So <clears throat> the, the guy, that's why they're trying to get rid of this guy. Because he's so far ahead of them. See, again, people don't think, I again, I understand people don't think that time travel is possible. But I look at the intellect of this guy. And he doesn't have any kind of intellectual prowess at all. Okay, you look at Donald Trump, and there's no way you could think that this guy could be thinking that far ahead uh, and has never been a politician. How does he know so much about these things in such a short period of time with all the weight they're trying to put on his shoulders? And I'm telling you. Yeah. People don't want to accept it, Bear. But I'm going to my grave yeah. letting everybody know this guy is a time traveler. And it makes the sense. Thing. It adds up. Because yes. look at who his, his uncle was and look at the paper who papers his uncle got a hold of. And, I mean, it just all add up. Uh, I have yet to, I'm going to say it again, I have yet to see the guy sweat. I'm in the middle of all of this stuff, okay, um, he knows that they're coming at his head. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't backed up not one iota. It's like he doesn't have a reverse. Even a car has a reverse. Right. He don't have no reverse. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before in my life, and that's why we call it a phenomena. Yeah. Okay. So I want people, I want people to understand that this guy is not uh, a regular guy. And for anybody who thinks that time travel is not possible, let, let me let me do something here, babe. Let me get ahead of myself. Uh. And kind of drop this on the family. I think 
uh, the family will find this very interesting. Uh, this came out yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, day before yesterday. And I just smile, okay, because a whole lot of things are going to be revealed in 2020. But this is one of them. They kind of got ahead of themselves here. Check this out. This is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Recently retired United States Air Force General makes eyebrow-raising claims about advanced space technology. This is from the drive.com. Strap yourselves in, family. Check this. Um, recently retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Stephen Quast gave a lecture last month that seems to further signal that the next major battlefield will be out of space. While military leadership rattling uh, the space savers, wait, while military leadership rattling the space savers is nothing new. Quas' lecture included comments that heavily hint at the possibility that the United States military and its industry partners may have already developed next-generation technologies that have the potential to drastically change the aerospace field and human civilization forever. Is this mere posturing, or could we be actually on the verge of making science fiction a reality. Check this. According to his official biography, Quas graduated from the United States Air Force Academy with a, with a degree in astronautical engineering and also holds a master's degree in public policy from Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. Blah, 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 blah. They're going to give you more of his, uh, his biography. Then they say this. Lieutenant General Quas most recently served as Commander of Air Education and Training Command at Joint Base San Antonio, but retired in August. Let me go on, blah, 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 blah. They say despite the controversy surrounding his removal from his post at AETC, some defense, wait. Okay. Some defense analysts and 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 Quas' own supporters within the Air Force were suggesting prior to his retirement that he should be appointed as commander of the Pentagon's Space Force. Quas has published several op-eds in recent years pushing for the U.S. military to take a greater role in space to ensure American economic dominance and what he sees as the continued proliferation of American values. They say, Quas delivered a lecture at Hillsdale College in Washington, D.C. on November 20th, titled The Urgent Need for a U.S. Space Force. Quas' wide-ranging speech described the power of new technologies to revolutionize humankind, referencing the competitive advantage, the discovery of fire offered to humans uh, early humans, and strategic value that nuclear weapons offered 20th century superpowers. When it comes to current revolutionary technologies, Quas says 
the power of space will change world power forever. And that it's up to the United States military to leverage that power. He goes on to say, as has been common as of late, Quas cites rapidly growing Chinese military and technological advances as the reason why the United States must invest heavily in new space-based technologies. Quote, we can say today we are dominant in space, but the trend lines are what you have to look at, and they will pass us in the next few years if we don't do something. They will win this space race, then they'll put up roadblocks to space, Quas argues. Let me go on. <clears throat> they say, Quas claims China is already building a navy in space. A navy in space. Complete with space-based equivalents of battleships and destroyers, which are able to maneuver and kill and communicate with dominance, and we are not. Squaw's speech centers on the thesis that the United States needs a space force to counter Chinese advances and win the competition over the economy of the future, and as an extension, sets the values of the future. He goes on to say, I'm coming to the good part here in a second. As we reported previously, there have been hints of radical new technologies under development by the military, and just as in Kwa's speech, Chinese advances have been cited as a reason why these technologies are needed. China has been rapidly expanding its presence in space in recent years, placing a lander on the far side of the moon in late 2018, and what some say was a push to scout natural resources with which to develop a permanent lunar manufacturing center. China has also been developing mothership aircraft from which to rapidly and unpredictably launch space planes and other payloads into space. <clears throat> the country has also launched several eyebrow-raising uh, eyebrow satellites. <clears throat> Let me go on. They go on to say, Quas argues that the scientists, engineers, and historians and strategists of today have been pushing the U.S. Congress to more heavily and more rapidly fund the Space Force and associated technologies, but there's still some pushback and confusion as to why these are presently needed. Quas ultimately makes the case that the United States must be able to bring kinetic power non-kinetic power, and informational power to the battlefield cheaper and faster than its adversaries to ensure strategic advantages in space. Around the 12-minute mark in his speech, Quas makes the somewhat bizarre claim that the U.S. currently possesses revolutionary technologies that could render, render current aerospace capabilities obsolete. Listen to what I'm saying there, family. He just said they currently have technology that could render flying unnecessary. 
But what does that mean? Here's what it means. The technology is on the engineering benches today, but most Americans and most members of Congress have not had time to really look deeply at what's going on here. But I've had the benefit of 33 years of studying and becoming friends with these scientists. This technology can be built today with technology that is not developmental to deliver any human being from any place on planet Earth to any other place in less than an hour. Beam me up, Daddy. Bingo. Now, let let me read that again because maybe the family didn't quite hear that. This technology can be built today with technology that is not developmental to deliver any human being from any place on planet Earth to any other place in less than an hour. Now, I don't care how you slice that. That's time travel, family. I don't care how you slice it. Any place on the planet in less than an hour, that's deconstructing you at the molecular level and reconstructing you once you get where they want you to go. That's where we are, okay? Go ahead, Bear. And Trump, you know, if you listen to him, he he tells you what's going on because in some of his speeches, he said that, you know, we creating Space Force and we got technology you ain't never heard of before. And, you know, and that's what he's talking about. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. So that's just one little thing that he let the cat out the bag. Now, we we sitting in cars. Our mentality is we trying to figure out how we going to get from uh, from home East to the grocery to store side. and back. Yeah. yeah. You see, um, how long would it take me to drive to Detroit? Um. Am I going to be able to afford these airplane tickets uh, from from here to California or Arizona and back? All that's obsolete. Anything having to do with travel as we currently view it is already obsolete. You are right it on it, Bill. This is, this is straight up Beam me up, Scotty. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. This is the power of quantum physics. In less than an hour. So, man, that blew me away in one sense. Because, of course, these are things that we've been talking about over the years. 
and, a, and again, people's minds haven't been su- sufficiently primed to be able to accept these things as a part of our reality. So now what does that mean? That means also the capabilities to travel interdimensionally. That too is time travel. So now I'm telling you, and I'm telling anybody that want to listen, I said this three years ago, and perhaps I've been the beneficiary of uh, expanding my thinking and allowing for these things to inhabit the realm of reality as opposed to some science fiction stuff. You see, when almost everything I see on television, television, when almost everything I see in a movie, I mean almost everything is engaged or involved with time travel. I mean almost everything. I'm clear that they're priming the minds of the people to prepare them for this reality. That's what that's all about. So here Trump comes along and he's like uh, a bumpkin. Somebody that just, there's no way this guy is even close to the top tier of the thinkers. No way. But it doesn't require that, family. Mm-mm. The role that Trump nope. is playing is based upon his co- commitment. That's the role that he's playing. They knew when they sent him back that he could. they could trust him to basically carry out his mission. And that's why he seemed so overconfident at times. Like when he said uh, about a, a couple of months ago that he was chosen. Well, what is he saying? Nobody, I would gather, can tell you that this guy or name somebody, uh, some, some uh, behind-the-scenes committee that went around looking for somebody to represent this movement that's going on globally, okay? And you, there's no way in hell you could come up with a, with a Donald Trump. You'd be more likely to come up with a Barack Obama than a Donald Trump. But keep in mind now, because Barack Obama was the recipient of early technologies that allow for this to take place. All right. There are people who have already come out and said that Barack Obama, as well as themselves, were part of a a, a group of young children that were used to transport themselves to other planets. Yeah, that's what somebody in the chat room say. Didn't Obama go to Mars and the moon? Yes. And now in in this one article, they just let the, this guy Quas just let the cat out of the bag. Uh, China is on the other side of the moon building a whole other civilization. 
That's what he's saying. How how in the hell do you have a navy in space? Navy water. Mm-hmm. Space airplanes. So this guy is telling you that there's another whole world that people had better take a a look at. Because this one we living in has been obsolete for some time now. And I can't tell you how frustrating it is trying to get people to think, I hate to use this term, outside the box. But that's where we are. That is just where we are. And what that shows is there's a hidden hand, Sister Bear, in all yeah. of this. That's right. There's a hidden hand. And that's not coincidentally the title of the program tonight. Because that's what we're dealing with. So I had to just open up with that because uh, I literally couldn't couldn't believe what I was saying. Now, where does that put black people within the spectrum of all of this? Okay. Now, the only way and the only rational, logical reason that Trump would be reaching out to black people the way he is is because he's already seen the future and more than likely he's seen the past more than likely he has seen the past which would be us and that is why he was all over hip hop in the 80s the late yeah. 80s, early 90s. It makes sense. And that's why Tutmos called him the first black president. Maybe he knows that there's a a, a, a special place for black people in the world of tomorrow. That don't mean we just going to automatically wake up and be there. As far as I I can see, and this is just my own interpretation, it's going to require a, a behavioral change on our part because we way off base with what we're doing, way off base. Yeah. Do you think that it was a coincidence that you had all the beauty passions that all four of them had black females as winners? No. No, absolutely not. Okay? Um, I think, and it's also well known that he loves black women. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but again, I guess my role, the way I view 
myself and all this, and, and believe me, family, you can't imagine. Yes, you can. How I have to try to drill this stuff into the heads of my people who don't want to accept any of this. <laughs> I know you have the <laughs> same problems. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they do. They do. <laughs> oh, man, man. We do not want to accept this. Okay. And you know me, I'm a, I'm a little person oriented. I mean, I, one of my old school philosophies is I never want to be bigger than the littlest person that I talk to. Ever. That means that I have to respect everybody that I talk to, whether I agree with them or not. I'm talking about my people because that's who I'm genuinely concerned with. So no matter how unimportant people may view themselves or other people may view uh, us little people, I'm never bigger than the littlest person that I talk to. If necessary, but I'll shake myself down down to their size. Go ahead, Bear. But what I see is when I, because I, I talk to people across the board, and my people, you got to fight with them, convince them, tug a war with them. But other people, they be all in. I mean, it be yes. totally open. You know, and I'm like, well, what's what's this about? Why I got to fight with my people or try to convince my people and everybody else is all in? Yes. And, and keep in mind, family, your history says that you can do the things that they're doing without benefit yeah. of the technology. Without, exactly. That's what, yes, yes, yes. We don't get it. We don't get it. That's correct, Bear. So I want you, and that's your history is littered with that. That's why they they they're into studying ancient comedic history, unlike anything. I'm, and it don't matter who it is. The Asians, mm-hmm. even Hitler, was yeah. just absolutely overwhelmed with it. Yeah. All right. He was heavy into uh, so these. That's right. So these people have been studying you for a long time. And they would like nothing better than to be you. And that would also explain why they're attempting to promote uh, black people, and particularly the feminine essence, black women. All of this makes perfect logical sense to me. But that's only based upon my research and my spiritual acumen. And once you open yourself up to the possibility that these things are possible, man, that's when you realize that there's a purpose higher than the one that we've been told about. And that we do, in fact, fit right into that. I think that hidden hand outside of the system of white supremacy is a black one. Yes, I agree. I agree. You know, years ago, Steve Copley used to always talk about that hidden hand. And he would go and pull up articles from a variety of different, you know, publications. And this is just blow me away. 
And it would always show these two hands, but never connect the hands to a body. These two hands may be advertising a watch. Or these two hands may be holding a bar of soap or trying to sell you some insurance. Or just a host of different ways. You never saw who the hands were attached to, but you always saw these hands. And to me, it's kind of like, I know everybody's aware when we were on the air last Tuesday, you had the alleged shooting by two Hebrew Israelites, two black Hebrew Israelites. Allegedly, I say that term allegedly because as far as I'm concerned, there ain't a snowball chance in hell that that's a real story. This is some more fake stuff, family. And remember, we told you, because this is what we were dealing with, the so-called chosen. And that the chosen were really this evil force that's got our history and claiming it for themselves and using us as props to push their agenda. Now, I know some people don't want to accept that, and that's that's cool. But this is what I see that's going on based on our research. That's what I see. And so right in the middle of all of that, and them being exposed, which I see is going to happen in 2020, we said that they were going to do some crazy stuff prior to last week's program. If you really pay attention to the last programs that we've done, all dealing with them, we're basically talking about how they're pretty much in panic mode because they've been exposed everywhere. And that's what you see going on in white world in Europe. That's why uh, Brexit won in a landslide. If you go back to the origin of the vote on Brexit, it was around the 4th of July in 2016. They said it was a narrow victory. But the important thing was the white people in Britain said that this was their Independence Day. Mimicking the 4th of July that was being celebrated in this country. They preceded the Trump victory. So now they just won in a landslide. What do you think is going to happen in 2020 during the election? We already told you. Two years ago, we said Trump is going to, in fact, regain the House and the Senate, and that when he the election rolls around in 2020, he's going to win in a landslide. I don't care what they do to him or try to do to him. They're going to fail. And that's why he appears so unconcerned. 
because he's already been here. So that's my reality, family. That's my reality. No one else has to accept that. I'm standing on it. Didn't Trump's uncle give him, you know, Tesla was the time travel person. Didn't his uncle give him that information when he was little? Yes. So he probably been, was like, been traveling since he was a little boy. It's like Trump was his favorite nephew. Yeah. And that's why Trump talks about him all the time. So now here comes uh, this general telling you he could send you anywhere on this planet. Now, he didn't say anything about off of it, but hell, what's to stop them from sending you off planet? They got it. They just don't want to tell you that. They give it. They exactly. You. You're absolutely right, Bear. So again, that's my reality. For some strange reason, I see the hidden hand. Just for some strange reason. I wish I knew exactly why, Bear, because I'm going to be honest. It ain't no fun being me sometimes. It's lonely. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a lot of pain in my life. A lot of pain. But that come with it. That comes with it. Y'all know the old saying, no pain, no gain. All right. That's why sometimes I just want to be just like everybody else. But you're not. I don't want to be Mr. Big Stuff. That ain't in my purview, you know? I just don't, I don't, you know, the dog and the car and the little house with the picket fence and, uh, and my lady, you know, and my children, if in, if any were to be subscribed to me, that's enough for me. I ain't got to have the biggest this or the better, the best of that. I ain't, I don't have to have any of that. I've never wanted any of that. So I've kind of ran away from those things for years, a lot of years. And I can tell you, and it's not unlike other people that's been involved with trying to wake black people up. Um, Our personal lives become quite unstable. Because if if you're dealing with uh, your mate and, and they're not where you are, yeah, you'll have to have a mate that's that has the equivalent of the same commitment that you have because the forces 
of this particular time that we're in are pulling against those things. You're not supposed to be uh, comfortable with a singular person in an age that they describe as a sexual revolution. Okay? Because that's not what they're pushing. They're pushing, uh, doing everything in their power against that kind of scenario. They don't want people to be in one-on-one relationships and things like that. They don't want any of that. They want people to to be having sex with animals and dogs and all this kind of stuff. Let me just say a perversion. They're heavily into perversion. And they take that perversion to the extreme. So I understand that even a one of the so-called young Turks, some call them the young turds, uh, is running for office. <clears throat> and they're so bold with it, Bev, that this guy actually said that he would be an advocate for bestiality. Mm. Now, how do you run for office and you advocating bestiality? Because they and have some was, judges that, that rule for it, I think, in Canada. Yes. Well, not just there. We know that that's a part of the framework of pushing sexual perversion to the limit. Mm-hmm. That's part of the Democratic Party platform because that's part of the chosen Jews platform. That stuff is all throughout Old Testament. Everything we see going on now is in Old Testament. Now, I'm not here to advocate scriptures for anybody. That's up to each and every individual. But I can't deny what I see. With all of the flaws in those books. All of the flaws. There's some things that are right on the money. So when you hear these people all of a sudden talk about a black man and a black woman, both near 50, and they immediately want to start labeling these people domestic terrorists and want to label the Hebrew Israelites based on two people, two people allegedly as domestic terrorists, because I'm going to be honest. I don't know if any of that really happened because I've seen these Hollywood productions before. And it's what's interesting is it always seems to involve Jewish people. Damn, I, how is it that Sandy Hook, right, was in a Jewish enclave? How is that possible? How is it that when I go down to Florida, to that school shooting down there, 
we got a sheriff Israel, and that too was in the Jewish enclave. How is it that this Jewish uh, alleged uh, reporter slash photographer just happened to be at the scene of a so-called terrorist event, and he was there to film the whole thing in one country, and then the next year, he's in another, or even less than a year. It's just so many of them, I can't keep up with it. He's in another country, matter of fact, in Germany, if my memory serves me correct. And this same guy just happens to be at a McDonald's where another terrorist event takes place, and he just happens to have his camera and stuff right there. Mm -hmm. It don't take a rocket science to figure it out. What General Quast was talking about basically challenges what we view as reality. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you, family, is you have to challenge your version of reality because there's a hidden hand. It's just mind blowing. Um, I don't, in my own personal opinion, I don't think either one of these people even exist. Remember, family, we have documented Bill Pottinger creating fake Hollywood uh, uh, ISIS terrorist movies. All fake. Half a billion dollar productions over the course of Barack Obama's stay in office. You've seen this Old Testament media. That's another name for it. You can call it that, okay? Just lie incessantly. Over and over and over and over. And I tell black people, man, y'all need to turn that thing off because maybe they're using the flicker rates to program you. What? But, you know, you own it, uh, Dr. Robert X, because I looked at um, Alex Jones, one of his reporters was out and she was interviewing uh, these different rallies that they have. And the people that she was interviewing, they they were strange. They they wasn't acting like they was normal. They was acting real strange. She went to a bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they was all outside rallying. And so I think you own to something. Mm-hmm. And Beth. All of those politicians got their head handed to them when they went home recently. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, your girl there in Michigan, CIA. You just talked about her, and she popped up the next day. You talked about yes. her Tuesday, and she was there uh, Wednesday on the air. I was like, 
you just talked her up, and then she going to act like she's trying to be fair. But then she turned around, was it today or yesterday, and posted in the uh, Detroit uh, papers that she, you know, she, she's going with the with impeachment. Yes. We knew that all the time. You just had That's right. uncovered her. Because she's CIA. Yeah, that's right. And she admitted that last Wednesday. I saw the little interview that she gave. She was being interviewed yeah. by somebody. And she said, well, that's you know, I'm going to use the skills that I learned as a CIA analyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, damn, that's the deep state. Well, at least what they yeah. call the deep state. We call it the secret government. Okay, or as A. Ralph Epperson uh, labeled it uh, when he found out about this stuff and wrote the book, The Unseen Hand. So he writes the book, The Unseen Hand, after Steve Coakley has been talking uh, for a number of years about the hidden hand. So, yeah, uh, Adam Schiff right there in California, got hollered down. Mm -hmm. So all of these people, I told you, family, this country is at least three quarters in support of Donald Trump. That's black, white, and indifferent. If you watch TV, you're getting a fake uh, view of reality, totally fake. The numbers, too. Oh, that's crazy. Yes. I've never seen the media, and believe me, this is what I've been doing for too many years. So I know how this media operates. One of my closest friends there in Detroit, he'll tell you, I didn't watch anything but CBS Evening News in the evening because it was the one place I felt that still had some modicum of fairness until Barack Obama came in office and then it changed and it and it affected me to the point that I couldn't even watch it. I would get nauseous or nauseous when I watched it. That was the last thing. I haven't watched any of it since then. None of, none of it. But that's the only thing. That little 30 minutes. No local news, none of that. That was it. And that's why I know Obama was going to be exceptionally bad news for us because there was nothing black about him. Okay? You you can view him as the pinky on the hidden hand. I do mean pinky and all of the implications of that word pinky. Because when you when you subscribe pinky to a man, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay? So, <clears throat> yeah, we were able to see that bear. And um, I, I don't know. It's just, I just view my role in all this as a quasi-facilitator. And don't ever get in a position where you become the determinant factor 
in the movement or non-movement of our people. Don't ever be in that position. And don't ever uh, let anybody else be in that position. I don't know no oracles walking around on this planet. I'm not saying there may not be some, but I don't know any. So you look at all the stuff, Bev, just in this one week since we uh, last did the program last Tuesday. So much stuff went down. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Remember, yeah. this that was the day that the the uh, the Inspector General's report came out, <clears throat> and I wasn't expecting a whole lot from the Inspector General's report because I understand that he too uh, is a part of that hidden hand, right? But what I did expect was there's so much stuff as I've been saying for three years that even he can't hide it all. So, so he had to admit there was at least 17 different occurrences where the people who were supposed to do one thing did something that was absolutely illegal, non-structural, went outside the normal bounds of how these things were supposed to work totally violated procedure all against yes all all against trump go ahead Bear. no i just say did you see call me explanation was that yesterday yes mm-hmm. he was sitting there with old testament wallace yeah okay uh who basically lobbed softballs at him. Mm-hmm. He didn't just lob softballs at him. He lobbed softballs at Adam Schiff, too. Obvious lies. And I didn't expect anything else, because I've seen little, little excerpts of interviews that he did with other people, and he's just like his daddy. Yeah. Okay. If if he interview Republicans, man, he try to cut them into, slice them and dice them into a, a variety of pieces. But when he get one of one of them Democrats up there, he lob them softballs, and that's what he did to Comey. And the things that Comey and his people did were so egregious. Uh that he couldn't, you know, dance around all the stuff. And, and everybody will see mm-hmm. when them indictments come down. I told everybody. When, he said he's uh, not going to jail. Well, he can say whatever he wants. You know, uh, there's an old saying, you can make your mouth say anything. Okay. But I tell you, Bear. Uh, the most interesting thing, because if you look at what happened in the Mueller report, what did Mueller do? At the completion of Mueller's report, he came out and gave a press conference. 
But before he gave that press conference, he had a conversation with Bill Barr, who by that time was the attorney general. And they had already agreed upon, and I told you, family, that Barr had told him, look, I know you as crooked as the day is long, but I'm going to let you off the hook. Okay? He said, you know they setting this guy up, and this is what everything that came out in the Mueller report, and not the Mueller report, in the IG's investigation, the Inspector General's investigation, Horowitz, there's another Old Testament guy. Y'all see a pattern in this? But he let him know um, over a month ago when they gave when the Inspector General gave Barr and Durham copies of the report. Matter of fact, it's been almost two months ago. So they already knew what was in it before it was way before it was released to the public. But let me go back to Mueller. He told Mueller, look, I'm going to let you off the hook, but you know they're trying to set this guy up. And we can't let that happen. He says, some of your friends are going down. They're going to jail. We're going to lock them up. And then Mueller says, okay, boss. You didn't find anything sufficient to charge this man with Russian collusion, no obstruction. So we're not going to let you lock this man up under false pretenses. Here's what I want you to do. We talked about this when it happened, Bear. Uh So what does Mueller do? Mueller, in the meantime, has to answer to his handlers. The hidden hand. So that's why the Democrats were so geeked up. They just know Mueller going to basically concoct something that's going to allow for them to remove Trump. But they didn't plan on uh, Bill Barr. They didn't plan on that at all. So what did Mueller do? He came out and gave a press conference, and he's being pressured like nobody's business by Hillary's people who was his team of lawyers. Those are all Hillary's people because Hillary Clinton basically runs the Democratic Party. She is the Democratic Party. It don't exist without her. Blow her up and it blows up. Now, Mueller comes out and gives uh, uh, a press conference And he tries to say that Trump really is guilty, but he can't charge him. And that was in violation of the agreement that was made to keep him out of jail between him and Barr. Then what does he do? Members of the Justice Department and uh, and the Mueller investigation then come out and add an addendum to basically change that to say there was no real reason uh, to try to lock this guy up. They really didn't find anything because there was nothing there to begin with. And then 
after he testified, right, and made himself look like a fool, uh, there was one other instance where he tried to do the same thing during the testimony. And again, he had to come back out and issue another retraction. Okay? Uh, that was Barr at work. So what happens this time? Horowitz, as soon as he releases the report, both Barr and Durham immediately, immediately come out and say, we don't agree with the conclusions that were drawn by uh, Horowitz based on our investigation. Now, we're not ready to tell you exactly what we got, but that's why it's a criminal investigation now. It's exactly the same thing that happened with Mueller. So what does the IG do? He testifies that Wednesday, and even uh, uh, members in the Senate got him to admit that nobody, everybody that's mentioned in that thing is implicated in criminal behavior. That's for all intents and practical purposes. That's what he was saying because he was forced to say it by Lindsey Graham. Because remember, Bear, all up to that point, Comey and the rest of them are all declaring themselves innocent, free of guilt. We didn't do nothing. Yeah, he's still saying that. Well, he's got, he's moderated that. Now is I didn't know what was going oh, on. Yeah. It was really happening. Right, and the right. same with Adam Schiff. Shift is running yeah, around he, saying the same thing. Yeah. So he, Mueller is the C, CEO, I mean, uh, Comey, the CEO, but he don't know what the other departments are doing. That's what he's saying. Absolutely. Uh, At least that's what he wants you to believe. But they know that Bill Barr got him. Yeah. He got him. All they're doing now is drawing up all the paperwork for the indictments. And I think they're going to begin to come down. Uh, I would, if I had to, I would say sometime around May or June. They're going to drop the hammer. I told you. When he gave that speech at the Federalist Society, the things that he said in the Federalist Society speech, there's no way in hell he ain't going to drop the hammer on him. Because you don't say those things that he was saying. He didn't pull his punches at all, which tells me that he's got enough evidence that he's confident without being overconfident that he got him. And I told you, what else is going to really be interesting is the media, the people in the media. 
that are co-conspirators in all of this stuff. No accident that Trump has been uh, hammering at the media uh, even while he was running for office, before he even became the president. And it's no accident that anybody that know me will tell you that I've been hammering on this damn media, anybody that know me, for as long as I can remember. I mean, I've been hammering on him. So I'm vibing with him on that. Just like I'm warning people about the iPhones and the TV today. And I know people ain't going to take me seriously. And that's all right. That's fine. But the results of our intransigence is not going to be fine. But I'm not in charge of it. And I'm not in charge of any of it. But I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people. And the next, we having a conversation. I'm telling them about all the things that are happening or some of the things that are coming. And the next thing out of their mouth is, I saw on TV. Go ahead, Ben. No, I just said you're the messenger. And that's just like last week. You just talked about this Michigan woman, and she was right there the next day. Yep. And, it, and it's blowing. so good when, and it's so good when you know what's going on, and you can sit there and just listen. You can see her. She just—it's like the cover's been taken off of her. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to be one of them fifty-seven members of uh, of the Democratic Party that was running for office in twenty eighteen, that were CIA agent fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the same number of ingredients in that steak sauce. <laughs> who just happens to be uh, from the family of John Kerry, the mm-hmm. Hines fortune. Yeah. He married the Hines heiress <clears throat> after her husband was assassinated in the plane. Wonder did he have yeah. a hand in that, a hidden hand in that? Yes, sir. There's no question about it, Bill. John Tower. That was his name. Okay. Okay, the little pedophile, the little alcoholic pedophile. Oh, yeah. He was going to testify, and they couldn't rely on him. So what do the hidden hand do when they can't rely on somebody? They just grab you. Ain't nobody going to see you and see it because the hand is hidden. And you become an accident. And that's what happened to John Tower. He became an accident. So it's just, you know, I wish I didn't see sometimes bear what I see. I I really do. I wish I didn't. But again, it it ain't on me. Right, you have to be the messenger. Well, man, I don't know. See, now you're going to have the folks at the nation (laughs) angry at me because, you know, there ain't but two people on the planet that's supposed to see anything, and that's the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody else oh, blind. We won't go there. Yeah. We won't even go there. <laughs> yeah, and I love both of them brothers, but I beg to differ strenuously. I beg to differ. Uh, all of us have those capacities that they had. That's right. Okay. And the only thing is, if you look at both of them, the thing that defines both of them is their commitment. You can't do this without it. Because there's going to be some personal suffering that you're going to experience. Okay? You ain't suffering uh, running around here with, you know, millions of dollars in Bentleys. That ain't consciousness to me. That ain't suffering nothing. You got to feel what your people feel. And I'm not talking about for 30 minutes or 15, 15, or 30 seconds out of an hour. Because our people ain't feeling this pain for no 30 seconds out of no hour. I wouldn't have it any other way, man. But I'm just letting the family know that there's pain that come with this. This ain't no, this is not a game at all. Okay, at all. Um, I'm supposed to go out of this, uh, leave this planet by my damn self, just like I did when I came in. Now, if I go back over some years, man, ain't nowhere in the world. (laughs) Ain't nowhere in the world you would tell me that and get me to believe it, particularly if I go back to the 70s. (laughs) <laughs> okay, before my consciousness really, really begins to take hold, because I'm in a I'm in a mode then where I have to make a de- determination which which path am I going to go down. All right, and uh, that's what all of us have to do. I'm no different. Right? Sometimes circumstances forces us us to go down certain paths but there's some of us who are fortunate to choose what path you want to go down i was one of those people i was fortunate enough it was always like there was some guardian over me i'm not telling you anything that happened to me when i was a a young teenager this has been as far back as i can remember i'm not exaggerating here family and it's like people always told me. <clears throat> I can remember when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> and my teacher told me, I even know her name, Miss Lemon. She said, You're going to be a teacher. Mm. And throughout my life, Bill, people have always told me, you should have been a teacher. And then I come on Truth to Power, and people are telling me that you should have been a teacher. (laughs) Whether you you know it or not. That's what you've been doing. (laughs) But I don't view it like that. That's why I said earlier, 
I'm never going to be any bigger than the littlest person that I talk to. Maybe that's teaching. Because what that does is that makes you grab the ego by the short hairs and make sure you control it. Got to. Because the best teachers that I know throughout my life were always the teachers who didn't seem to have an ego or an attitude. They were the best ones. So let's do this, babe. Let's go here. Since we're talking about the hidden hand, let's deal with an article appropriately titled The Hidden Hand. And it's from andmagazine.com because we need to lay some groundwork in terms of what's beyond the hand. Once you get beyond the hand, you got a wrist, a, a forearm, an elbow, a shoulder, and then the rest of the body. So what we want to try to do is to identify the rest of the body that's connected to that hidden hand. And they start off in this article talking about the coup that some have labeled the Jew coup. Okay? And within this framework, we are going to deal with Brexit as well. Because if you didn't know any better, you say it's just a coincidence that this white boy, Boris Johnson, looks suspiciously like Donald Trump. Both of them are playboys. And if you believe in coincidences, then that's probably what you'll label that. I don't. Okay? Now, stay tuned for January. Because I think that's when... uh, Hillary is going to come out of the mothballs after they have basically dirtied everybody up. Uh, Biden's got his wife out there, uh, and she seems to be partially illiterate. All right. Wasn't she a teacher? Uh, a bingo. Yes. Coincidentally, I can't imagine her teaching anybody because it's obvious she didn't teach her, her own children too much of anything. The same with Pelosi. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's just. And she looks like really walking to, dead. Uh, she is. <laughs> she is there. <laughs> so let's go to this, this article because we, I, I don't want to. These next two days, I want to get all this in. We still got stuff from last week that we didn't complete. But these next two days, we'll get to that. And then, oh, and by the way, this Sunday at one ten zero six 
I hope that's the right address, South Michigan. Everything is in divine order as far as I'm concerned. That's why I don't let nothing get get to me too much anymore. Right. I've had things happen this weekend that just absolutely blew my mind. Totally. And I'm not going to even talk about them, but it just blew my mind. But this Sunday, from 2 to 5 or 2 to 6, we are going to resurrect one of the most important subjects in the history of our people. That being 347. Okay? Which is really the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian. Okay? Or the circle and the square, right? Of squaring the circle. Or the male and the female, the three and the four, which adds up to seven, which gives you the child. The God force, the Godhead. That's three, four, seven. We know it as the foundation for civilization. That's trivium quadrivium. We're going to finally, (laughs) I've been trying to do this again for almost a year now. And I'm just now getting around to it because something else would always come up. So this Sunday at 11006 South Michigan, from 2 to 6, we're going to resurrect Trivium Quadrivium three days before Christmas. Okay? It's all in order. Everything is in order. And I, and I can't think of a better subject to deal with three days before Christmas. Okay? Doing one of the most spiritual times of the year. It's not by accident, family. Nothing happens accidentally. And by the way, that's free. And you know something? Um... Throughout my whole life, I, I'm that's the one thing that I'm most proud of. That I've been able to do these things for people for pretty much without charging them anything. I can't tell you how proud I am of that. I can't. It almost brings tears to my eyes when I realize that I've been doing that. For, for years and years and years. I can't tell you how that make me feel. Now, if there's a such thing as pride, that's the pride thing in me. Because I've watched other people gouge people. Mm-hmm. And elevate and elevating their importance, okay, um, and really having not a whole lot to offer. Go ahead, Beth. They've kind of 
They kind of put me in the mind of the preachers. Yes. The conscious pimps. Yes. No doubt about it. And why they criticize them. And I've always said, it's interesting that you put it that way, Bear, because I've always said that if I'm going to criticize these people, <clears throat> I can't come in behind them after criticizing them and do the same things they do and don't even see it. Don't even see it. So I've consciously, consciously made sure that I didn't take the same route that they did. So let's go to this article. Article number one, the essence of a coup, they say, is the hidden hand. One does not announce overthrowing the government. One pulls strings as if from behind a curtain, making events that are all part of an orchestrated plan appear disconnected and spontaneous. As I read through the IG report the second time, I see that hand everywhere. A single report is delivered to the FBI in 2016. It concerns a meeting between a contact of a foreign intelligence service and a junior-level employee of the Trump campaign, George Papadopoulos. The report relates amorphous comments by Papadopoulos concerning the Russians' alleged possession of information on Hillary Clinton. Papadopoulos has been employed by Trump for perhaps 90 days at this point, and there is no reason to believe he has contacts of significance in the Kremlin. This one report goes directly to the top of the FBI. James Comey is briefed. A full investigation is launched. Multiple confidential human sources are tasked. Wiretaps are ordered. A task force is organized. Crossfire Hurricane is born. So they're saying they took this one little guy, George Papadopoulos, in a bar drinking, who just happened to have the uh, uh, Australian ambassador whose name is Alexander Downer. He just happened to be in that bar the same time as Papadopoulos. And where did Bill Barr go? One of the countries that he went to was Australia. Why did he go there? To have a conversation with Alexander Downer. Okay, because Australia was one of the five eyes the intelligence, uh, the countries that were charged with assisting each other with intelligence, because in your own country is not allowed for you to spy on your own people. So they would use people from Australia or Britain or, or in other, uh, other, the other two countries uh, to spy in America because the CIA were not supposed to spy on Americans in America. So that was one of the primary purposes of the so-called five eyes. So they're saying 
Alexander Downer is in that bar. He just happens to come across Papadopoulos, who's talking about getting information on Hillary Clinton. And he takes it straight to the FBI. Now, keep in mind now, as we've pointed out, family, understanding the structure of government, all embassies are uh, headquarters for spying in other countries. That's what they are. So we've already established that. But sometimes for new listeners, you need to understand the embassies are the the headquarters for the spying. Okay? So, <clears throat> and the same thing goes for that embassy with that little, the, that little white girl down there in Ukraine who basically got fired because she was basically telling the Ukrainians not to assist Rudy Giuliani or Trump. Giuliani, through his contact, because he didn't go there until recently, and that's interesting, okay? Because he's getting ready to drop bombs, too. There's a lot of stuff involved in this, a lot of stuff. So we ain't nowhere near the finish line. Anyway, they're going to say there's a problem. This hand is clumsy. We said that, Bear. Mm -hmm. We said the reason that these people are getting busted is because they had to haphazardly in a hurry put this thing together. Because they didn't see Trump coming either. They didn't know he was a time traveler? No. If we found found that out, how come they couldn't find out? Uh, Let's just say we got some kind of spiritual acumen that they don't necessarily have. These are Luciferians. Mm -hmm. Ain't Ain't no good spirit in them people. They are so full of themselves, and everything that they do is based on ego. Everything. I mean, all of it. Okay? All you had to do is look at Hillary Clinton and her behavior to understand what I'm talking about. You got to have a hell of a big ego to to go all over the media for the last six months. She's everywhere. Right? And she knows that the public hates her gut. She knows that. She's the most unpopular person probably on the planet. I'm not exaggerating here. Because the Democratic rank and file can't stand her either. She has no support base outside of the Satanists. None. Everything with her is criminal behavior. Okay? So now, let me go on. They say the problem with this hand is it's clumsy. The information regarding Papadopoulos provided the pretext to start an investigation, but most of the people who form the investigative team are not in on the plot. They will have to be led to the preordained conclusion. So it appears 
that they did so without outside interference. Now, the very first person family who they targeted, or at least that's what they told us, was this little white boy with them eyes just like Shift and uh, 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 Ocasio-Cortez and some of the rest of them. His name is Carter Page. He's been all over the TV here, or all over the media, rather, lately. Okay? One of the things that the IG report pointed out was that a lawyer inside the FBI changed his designation to make it look like he was just some anomalous guy working for the Trump campaign, when, as we pointed out, a couple of years ago, or within that time frame, that he, in fact, was a CIA informant, that he's a CIA asset. He'd been working for the CIA for years, and right here on Truth to Power, we talked about the fact that he has testified for the intelligence community in court cases that are documented. But they use him, right? They use him as the beginning of the investigation. And I'm going to tell you, because the media seems not to want to say this, I believe he's faking right now, talking about suing the Justice Department and all this kind of thing, okay, Uh, that he still works for the intelligence community. All right, so no, uh, there's always a possibility that they was going to throw him away, but I don't think that's the case. I think he's still playing his role to this day as an intelligence asset of the CIA. But that came out in the Inspector General's report that we, in fact, were correct, that he was an intelligence asset and he's the very beginning of the whole thing, not Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos comes after him. Now, <clears throat> they say, blah, 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 blah. Let me go on. They say, um, these investigation, investigators demonstrate that Papadopoulos does not have the access within the Trump campaign necessary for Russian connections. Suddenly, Carter Page, who I just got through talking about, is shoved forward as the new focus of the investigation. His contacts with Russians are longstanding. He will serve well as the new target. Human sources are mobilized. Wiretaps are ordered. But there's another problem. The clumsy hand forgot the first rule of real operational personnel. Never move against a target until you have run traces. You run the individual's name through databases and found out what we already know about him. Maybe the conspirators just don't care to do so. 
because it will involve personnel not in on the joke or the plot. As a consequence, they clearly do not know Mr. Page has been reporting to another government agency for many years. Page is our source. So they saying the FBI in attempting to use Page don't know that he works for the CIA. Oh, yes, they do. Because Brennan is working directly with Comey, coordinating the whole damn thing. Right. Now, they go on to say, this is a problem. The other government agency, the CIA, sends a formal memo documenting that Page is a source. The hidden hand tries hiding that. Okay, that's the attorney for the FBI who they trying to hang out to dry by saying he changed some of the wording and the stuff that went to the Pfizer memo, uh, the, the Pfizer that went to the Pfizer court to facilitate the warrant process. Okay, it was, no, he was following orders. He worked directly under Peter Stroke. Okay, so they say the hidden hand tries hiding that any mention of it is removed from the applications for the Pfizer warrant, which is what I just got through saying, and it's never mentioned in renewal applications, and that's what's going to take them all down. That's perpetrating a fraud on the court. Now, the interesting thing is the head of the Pfizer court is the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. None other than this Snake Roberts. Okay? Here's the other ironic thing about the whole thing. Guess who will preside over the impeachment? Robert. You got it. You got it. None other than the Chief Justice, who is as dirty as they come. Okay, he's dirty. Remember that white boy uh, uh, who they killed down there in Texas when he was go hunt. He, he was getting ready to go hunt the children as part of that secret society. The the chief judge. Oh, I can't remember. Scalise, not Scalise. Oh yeah, is that yeah, yeah Anton Scalise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anton and Scalise. Okay. Uh I think Roberts took over for him after he he got his throat cut. Anyway, uh, no such thing as coincidence. All right? But he's going to be forced to swallow his tongue, too. And remember, Bev, I said I felt that this thing would be uh, eventually adjudicated through the courts. That's what I saw coming. Right. Yeah. Okay? So now... They say the new wait uh, a new FBI personnel unwitting of the plot keep doing their jobs. Already, they've determined that the only evidence is exculpatory. 
okay, meaning it helps the opposition. They established that there is no basis to believe allegations against Trump. So they circle back to Page. Are they focusing resources on Page, who has been cooperating with American intelligence for years? Inquiries are made. A second memorandum is sent by the other government agency, the CIA. This spells out Page's relationship with the agency, the CIA. The conspirators are now desperate. Because now, remember, they, they already hid it from the FISA court. So how they going to explain him being the genesis of the whole thing, but he worked for the CIA? Now, they go on to say, the hand directs crude measures. An attorney materially alters the memorandum, inserting words not in the original. That's the attorney I was talking about earlier from the FBI. Uh, so he he basically adds words that wasn't in the original to say exactly the opposite of what, what is said. The trail is covered, but there is now physical evidence of the conspirators' intervention. The other government agency, the CIA, retains the memorandum in its original form, waiting to be discovered by investigators, reading to that Bill Barr and John Durham, scrutinizing the record at a later date. This pattern of clumsy manipulation is everywhere in the record. It's the heart of the entire steel narrative. After Crossfire Hurricane is initiated, Steele provides the dossier concerning alleged connections between Trump and his campaign and the Kremlin. The dossier includes salacious allegations concerning Trump and Russian prostitutes. Steele is working for a law firm employed by Fusion GPS, which is an extension of Hillary Clinton's campaign. He is in D.C. frequently. He has a wide range of contacts at senior levels of multiple continents. He had contact with the FBI for years. When Steele delivered his information, he chooses a junior FBI agent working for an FBI legal attache in a European city, then relies on this individual to get the intelligence to the right people. This will make the information more organic. It will seem to people working the investigation that this information was developed in the field and therefore can be afforded more weight. So they're trying to cover their tracks, which is what they're saying. They want the people that don't know what they're doing, the little people inside the FBI, 
although I don't buy that either. I knew I think they all knew it. That's why uh Lisa Page and Peter Stroke was texting each other talking about insurance policies and other agents was talking about secret societies on the seventh floor seventh floor in the uh uh State Department. No, they all knew. But this article is saying that you had people at the top that was manipulating everybody else. I ain't buying that for one iota. If you think that so-called low-level attorney in the FBI just went in there and changed uh, 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 Carter Page's, uh, uh, changed the fact that he worked for the CIA, he did that on his own for what reason? No, he was under orders. Because, again, he worked directly for the counterintelligence people, and his boss directly was Peter Stroke. Okay, now, they say, blah, 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 blah. They say, but again, the hand is clumsy. Steel is a loose cannon. He talks to the press. This is discovered. And so formal contact is shut down. He's no longer an FBI source. As with the alteration of the memo from the other government agency, CIA, the conspirators must become more forceful and visible. If Steele's intelligence cannot continue to be fed into the investigation, there's no plot. There's no way to lead the investigators in the desired direction and ensure the desired result. The entire operation is in danger of collapsing. Per the IG report, Bruce Orr, with no role in the investigation, but with a wife who works for Fusion GPS, makes himself a conduit between Steele and the FBI. He meets directly with the head of Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, obtains one thumb drive of Steele's report and ferries those to the FBI. And remember, family, his wife, Nellie Orr, also worked for the CIA before she went to, as a Russian specialist, before she went to work for Fusion GPS. And remember, family, the three people that founded Fusion GPS were former reporters at the Wall Street Journal who all worked for the CIA. So you can see just how deep this CIA thing really is because it it is the deep state, so-called deep state. Okay? So they say, no one asked Orr to play this role. It's in direct conflict with his status as an attorney. Or hides his actions from his superiors. His behavior is without justification. 
is almost certain to attract attention. This is not the way covert action should work. But the conspirators backed into a corner by the FBI's refusal to meet Steele directly have no choice. Files compiled by Steele are the key to their efforts to destroy Trump. The IG report contains a wealth of information, yet it misses the essential or the essence of what just transpired. That investigation was simply the most visible piece of a deliberate covert attempt to overthrow the democratic process. The perpetrators have yet to be brought to justice. Wait. The perpetrators have yet to be brought to justice and identified. It's time for the hidden hand to be revealed. Uh, in a course, family, we've been uncovering that hidden hand from day one. Okay? But that hidden hand, if we know one thing about that hand, is part of an overall body. It does not exist by itself. I know there's an old movie called The Crawling Hand where this white hand is just crawling around crushing people. I get that. I remember that movie. Yeah. (laughs) So we all on that, okay? But this is a little different. This hand is connected to an even more secretive body that very people get the opportunity to lay eyes on and understand or recognize just what it is. Okay? That body is a world government body that that hand belongs to. And to give you an idea of where that body is located, okay, who put that body, who gave birth, who are the parents of this body, okay? Let's go to the London Telegraph for this article. How a secretive elite created the EU to build a world government. How a secretive elite created the EU to build a world government. So let's see if we can run up the, the elbow and the shoulder of that hand and identify the rest of this body. <clears throat> They say, well, let me get a drink of water here. Now, they say most people have little idea why one of the visitors of the Second World War should have become desperately to join this club. I'm sorry, one of the victors of the Second World War should have become desperate to join this club. Answering that question is the key to understanding why the EU has gone so wrong. Because you see, family, we can't divorce any of this. That's why I mentioned this earlier. We can't divorce any of this that's going on with Trump 
because Trump was the whirlwind that brought in Brexit. Okay? He was the impetus for the whole Brexit thing. When the Europeans, uh, when the British people saw Trump and how the people in this country was going crazy over Trump in 2016, that motivated them. And just from that, family, all of Europe damn near, including Germany, are all moving towards nationalism. Most, uh, Many of them are already there. <clears throat> Unfortunately for us, and it is unfortunate, the Africans aren't screaming black nationalism. That's unfortunate. Okay? Now, they go on to say, most students seem to think that the European Economic Community, the EEC, provided an economic engine that uh, provided an economic engine which could revitalize their economy. Others believe that Britain need to, needed to recast her position away from empire towards the heart of Europe, okay, rebuilding Europe and stop worrying about uh, the British Empire and the sun never setting on the British Empire. All they really did was transfer their roundtable group here. That's what they did, family. And they used the roundtable group. Uh, there is called the Royal Institute for International Affairs. The roundtable group started that from Cecil Rhodes and his Rhodes Scholarship Program, where we find a number of people from Bill Clinton to Booty Gig to that little dyke on MSNBC, all Rhodes Scholars, okay? They're primarily degenerates. Look at it, family. What's the probability that look, that little dyke on MSNBC and Pete Booty Gig will both be degenerates. And of course, Clinton is a sexual psychopath. What are the odds of that? Now, let's keep going. Because let's be clear Cecil Rhodes was a flaming homosexual. What are the odds? What are the odds that the the man who is known for single-handedly conglomerizing the gold and diamond industry in Africa, all right, uh, would be a flaming homosexual, would set up the uh, role scholarship program to create world government under the control of the British Empire. And black people look at Rhodes Scholar as some brilliant thing. No, it's just a thing. Okay? 
and Cecil Rose was a thing. Anyway, they go on to say, when we entered the EEC, the European Economic Community, the growth did not come from the EU. The European growth came from reforms introduced by individual countries, which were copied elsewhere, which is exactly the model family that Trump is advocating now, which is why, as you stated earlier, Bear, it was right on point, that he Uh is without fanfare removing this country from the World Trade Organization. That's the world government body that basically dictates all trade. Yeah. Okay. The countries are more prosperous when they're able to do trade deals on their own. So Trump has already made it clear. When you pass Brexit, the United States is going to be right there to help facilitate new trade arrangements with Britain. He's already made that quite clear. He believes in individual trade, not this collective thing. The only reason I think he did the... uh, Mexico-Canada thing is because you're talking northern border, southern border. It's all right here anyway. But really, he's against all of them trade things. That's why he got out the TTP immediately. Okay? And the so-called environmental movement that we'll come to later is just an extension of all this. It's all geared toward the same thing. It's all phony, all fake. Now, they go on to say, they're going to give you a little history lesson here with some of the major players in pushing this uh, agenda towards world government uh, by way of the EU, okay? Uh, They call it a secretive elite, uh, but it's really the hidden hand. They say, Harold Macmillan and his closest advisors saw the salvation of the world in world government. This is after World War II. They say uh, in world government based on regional federations. Jean Monet believed the same. Okay, uh, Monet was one of the staunch supporters of world government. Okay. They say, they're talking about Harold Macmillan here. He even advocated a European coal and steel community for the ECSC before the real thing had been announced. He later arranged for a treaty of association to be signed between the UK and the ECSC, the European Coal and Steel Community. Now, what do those two things have in common, family? They're on the chopping block to be basically totally removed from society. Okay? Coal and steel. Okay? Which is both are environmental hazards, according to the world government people. The new products are going to be chemically based new products made in the lab that have stronger faculties than even steel. Okay, now, it's like they say 
he later arranged for a treaty of association to be signed between the UK and the ECSC. And he ensured that a British representative was sent to the Brussels negotiation following the Messina conference, which gave birth to the EEC, the European Economic Community. They say he later pushed negotiations concerning a European free trade association towards membership of the EEC. His aim in alliance with U.S. and European proponents of a federalist world order was to frustrate the emerging Franco-German alliance seen as one of the French seen as one of French and German nationalism. They say Monet met secretly with Heath and Macmillan to facilitate British entry. Despite advice that membership would mean the end of British sovereignty, Macmillan deliberately misled the House of Commons, that would be their Congress, and the public. He tried to deceive de Gaulle that he has that he was an anti federalist, that they're talking about Charles de Gaulle, who for some reason uh uh, always seemed like a doofus to me uh, with that little play uniform that he would wear all the time. Okay? Charles de Gaulle. They say he even tried to deceive de Gaulle that he was an anti-federalist and would arrange for France, like Britain, to receive Polaris missiles from the Americans. But de Gaulle saw through him and vetoed the British bid to enter. Macmillan uh, decided to take matters forward with Douglas Hurd and arranged for the Tory party to become a secret corporate member of Monet's Action Committee for United States of Europe. Labor and liberal parties later did the same. Meanwhile, the Earl of Gosport, one of Macmillan's foreign policy ministers, informed the House that the aim of the government's foreign policy was world government. They say, quote, the Anglo-American establishment was now committed to the creation of a federal United States of Europe. Now, that's interesting because Anglo-American was the chief corporate structure, I would say, in all of Africa, though it was headquartered in South Africa, okay? The name of that corporation was uh, Anglo-American. All right? run by the Oppenheimers, who financed Cecil Rhodes. Harry Oppenheimer made a deal with Nelson Mandela before they decided to let Mandela out of jail. Okay? The question becomes, 
how come Harry Oppenheimer, De Beers, uh, and all the associated corporate entities were not nationalized? And the answer is because the deal was made by Mandela. Then they removed everybody up under him that were powerful enough to be able to withstand any kind of scrutiny. That goes for Winnie, and I can't even remember many of the, one of the brothers died at Chris Honey, who was the head of the young young black people in South Africa. They assassinated Chris Honey, and then uh man, why well, I can't remember this brother's name. The brother that was the right hand of Winnie Mandela, uh, he went to the funeral of Chris Honey, and then he died, allegedly. But that's how the Anglo-Americans work. Okay? Now, man, I, I forgive me, family. I can't remember his name, but anyway, they say today... We know who you're talking about. Huh? I said, we know who you're talking about. Okay, good, good. Maybe I'll come across it later on because I'm not expecting to put all this in here. I'm just, I've said these things before, but I'm just, for those, again, who who don't know this, it just adds a little more context to what's what was really going on, which is why Africa, uh, South Africa is perhaps one of the only countries that's moving towards nationalism today. Okay, well Zimbabwe, all right, but I'm not I'm not even sure with the, with Zimbabwe now because the lion of Zimbabwe is there. now gone. Uh, uh, say that again, Bear. Isn't China all over over there taking over? Oh, well, China is not taking over. Yeah, they're doing business. See, doing? that's on the Africans. That's on the Africans. Mm. If they don't have the business sense to understand that they ain't no friends in the business world, they're only business associates, then they're going to find themselves in the same position. That's why nationalism is important. Because when you're operating from a nationalist perspective, your resources, uh, your institutions are not for sale. That's why it's important. You do business with other countries, but your country is not for sale. Okay? That's why it's the most normal thing for anybody to be. Now, they go on to say, today, powerful international lobbies are attempting to prove that any return to democratic self-government will spell doom. That's what they said about Trump. They said if he got elected, the stock market was going to crash. They said the same thing yeah. in Britain. If the British vote for the Brexit, that the economy is going to collapse. They just said it again when the people went out and voted overwhelmingly for it. And guess what happened, Bear? Yeah. The British currency gained a value immediately, and the stock market went through the roof. Mm. The forex went through the roof immediately because it was all propaganda. You see, here's what happened. 
and Trump is the beneficiary of this. When you hollow out a country the way the Democrats and Republicans were doing to this country for the last 60 years, okay, removing all of the manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, using environmental laws and all this other fake stuff to prevent any kind of manufacturing. What Trump then does is it doesn't take much to revitalize the country and have the stock market go through the roof because the country needs everything from infrastructure to manufacturing. So let me tell you something, family. That's why we told you the stock market is not going to crash. Here's why. Because they've been uh, purposely holding everything back as they hollowed out the economy to take control of all of the people. If I had a nice nest egg, I would invest heavily in the U.S. stock market right now. Because as the, the trade agreements come back online, not the trade agreements, uh, the reorganization of the trade agreements and manufacturing come back online, look at where the stock market is today and Trump is putting tariffs on everybody. Imagine what it's going to be when the tariffs come off and the manufacturing is really revved up and USMCA is put online and the infrastructure agreement or the infrastructure uh, 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 the infrastructure program is put in place in during his second term. Just and imagine. Last and last month he uh, put into law that uh, or passed a bill about uh, the money being backed by gold again. Yes. So I'm telling you, family, um, if you got disposable capital, now is the time to invest. I don't normally give people this kind of advice. If you, if you know this family, I just moved totally away from the financial thing. I don't even deal with it too much anymore. But I'm telling you, this is a window. There's a wealth window that's getting ready to be opened. Okay? And if you do have a broker... Well, if you do your own little trading online or whatever you do, take heed to what I'm saying. Because there's going to be like a 10-year window of profound growth, okay, that you can take advantage of. Now, I ain't no stock market guru. I just follow trends. Always have. And that's what I see. Okay? So now, um, so they say, fortunately, wait, wait, did I miss something? Oh, yes, I did. 
They say today, powerful international lobbies are attempting to prove that any return to democratic self-government will spell doom. American officials have been primed to state that a, uh, a Britain that to state that Britain will be excluded from any free trade deal with the USA and the world. Okay, uh, needs the TTP trade treaty which is predicated on the survival of the EU. And you may recall, family, that that's what Barack Obama said about the EU if the white people supported Brexit. He said, if you support Brexit, you go into the back of the queue, to the back of the line. That's that bastard Obama lying to the people everywhere, black or white, didn't matter. Okay. They say, fortunately, Republican candidates in the USA are becoming Eurosceptics. Okay? Fortunately, they close by saying, having been fooled once, the British public will be much more difficult to fool again. So much for the hidden hand. All right? Because what they're really talking about is the very beginning of putting in place the structure of globalism after the Second World War. That's what they're talking about here. That's what they set up the EU for, okay, to create a world government. The secret thing was that the the European elites were still behind the setting up of the whole world government structure. Hitler rebelled against them, all right, uh, particularly after World War I when he was a hero, he saw what was going on then. So when he got into power in World War II, what did he do? He immediately went after the Old Testament folk, Okay, the hidden hand, Okay. Family, I hope y'all following me here. That was no accident. All right? So, the question becomes, who are the globalists and what do they want? Who are the globalists and what do they want? How much time we got left, Sister Beth, before I get into this one? Sister Bear. Okay, yeah, I see. I'm I see. Water, That's all right. I see. I, I see how much time we got left. I, I see okay. how much time we got left. So, so the title of this article. Yeah. So uh, give me time to deal with this, and then uh, we can take some calls after this, and we come back tomorrow, and uh, and finish up on the hidden hand. So the title of this article again is "Who Are the Globalists." And what do they want? This is from altmarket.com. Altmarket.com. They say, who are these globalists uh, we refer to so much? To understand who the globalists are, we first have to understand what they want. Their agenda has become more open than ever in the past 10 years. There was a time when the idea of globalists was considered a conspiracy theory. 
when organizations like the Bilderberg Group did not officially exist and mainstream media rarely reported on them. When the agenda for a one world economy and one world government was highly secreted and mentioned only in whispers in the mainstream. Anyone who tried to expose this was called a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. I know because I was one of those people. Okay? They say today, mainstream media writes puff pieces about the Bilderberg group and even jokes about their secrecy. When members of Trump's cabinet, Mike Pompeo and Jared Kushner, attended Bilderberg in 2019, the mainstream media was wallpapered with the news. When the World Government Summit meets uh, each year in Dubai, attended by many of the same people that attended Bilderberg, as well as gatekeepers like Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson, they post them on YouTube. I remember when talking about the U.S. dollar being replaced with a one-world currency system and a cashless society was treated as a bizarre theory. Now, it's openly called for by numerous leaders uh, who no longer uh, that these things are no that these things are conspiracy theory no longer holds holds up anymore. Uh, people who have made such accusations now look like idiots as the establishment floods the media with propaganda promoting everything that the liberty movement has been warning about. And let me tell you something, family. I mentioned this uh, some time ago. You could not find this stuff being, uh, well, yes, you could. You could find it in Foreign Affairs magazine, you know, the, the magazine for the Council on Foreign Relations, you know, the place where Joe Biden was joking about holding the money from Ukraine, okay? Uh, anyway, you could find it in Foreign Affairs magazine, the most prominent magazine on the planet, according to them. But you wouldn't find it in life or look or time unless you knew what you were looking at. Because those magazines were part of the media structure of world government. The media was very much a part of world government. And if you go back, as we pointed out uh, in one of the recent uh, programs, we pointed out that Roosevelt basically conglomerized, created the FCC with the advent of radio and television that gave him more power where he neutralized the populist, the white populist voices in this country. Okay? Really some interesting history behind that and how ruthless Roosevelt or Roosevelt, a crypto-Jew family, Mr. Roosevelt, uh, Jews have been no stranger to government, all right? In many cases, their nationality had been hidden like the Rockefellers. 
okay, like Hillary Clinton and others. Anyway, what Roosevelt did was he obliterated the nationalist voices with the establishment and control of the FCC because now he basically dictated what could be said over the airwaves. That was the beginning of what we see going on today with the second second phase of telecommunications, which is the Internet. Okay? Uh, They say, the liberty movement won that debate and forced the establishment into admitting the existence of plans for a centralized global system managed by them. Now, the mainstream talks about whether or not the globalist agenda is a good thing or a bad thing. Throughout most of the 80s, and they denied that this stuff even existed, even as they wrote about it, family. George Bush Sr., Talks about a new idea, a new world order. He makes that speech, and the mainstream media acts like he didn't say those things, even though many of us who were listening intently was pointing out that this guy's talking about uh, creating world government openly. That just didn't happen. But he did a new idea, a new world order. Mr. CIA himself. All right. So anyway, they say, first, I will point out the decept- the deception and disinformation used by the globalists over decades. This deception was designed to maneuver towards accepting a one world economy and one world governance. Second, the establishment may be going public but they aren't being honest about the consequences. A globalist believes everything must be centralized from finance to social access to production to government. Centralization makes the system fair for everyone, but in reality, they desire total control over every aspect of life. Globalists want to dominate micromanage every detail of civilization and socially engineer humanity. So what they're doing is describing the various tenets of world government. And that that I just read dealt with centralization. The next one is one world currency system and cash society which as I told you family for years now, which is why I don't do PayPal because them old Testament people is running PayPal and damn near everything else. It's just a, a transfer of power away from the current currency system to the cashless one. All right. And of course, you know, it's controlled by the hidden hand because they're already letting you know that if you don't do what they say, they'll render you a non-person. Okay? Now, they say, 
Now, that was under centralization. This is under one world currency and cashless system. They say a one world currency and cashless system would be the bedrock of one world government. Wait, wait, I missed something. They say globalists want a single currency system for the world. They want it digitized and easy to track. A cashless society in which every trade by every person can be watched. If trade is no longer private, preparation for rebellion becomes rather difficult. A one-world currency and cashless system would be the bedrock of one-world governance. You cannot have one without the other. Okay? Now, the next one is one world government. They say globalists want to erase all national borders and sovereignty and create a single elite bureaucracy, a one world empire in which they are the philosopher kings as described in Plato's Republic. As Richard Gardner the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State. And by the way, when you hear certain people's names, and Richard Gardner is one of them, he's all over the place in the Council on Foreign Relations writings. All over the place. Okay? So is one of the current guys. Matter of fact, he was one of the people that was talking to Joe Biden when Biden basically... uh steal the beans on himself. His name is Richard Haas. He's the top mucky muck at the Council of Foreign Relations and has been so for some years now. Richard Haas. Anyway, just call him Old Testament. They said Richard Gardner, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State uh, under Kennedy and Johnson, Trilateral Commission member, wrote in foreign affairs in an article and I read this article man 30 years ago the hard road to world order that should be required reading for everybody the hard road to world order here's what he wrote in short the house of world order will have to be built from the bottom up rather than from the top down it will look like a great booming buzzing confusion to use William James's famous description of reality but an end run around national sovereignty, eroding it piece by piece, will accomplish much more than the old-fashioned frontal assault. In other words, uh, whoop your ass into submission. They're going to trick you by basically taking over everything from the bottom up. That's what they've done over the last 50-plus years, particularly focused on the school system. Okay. They go on to say, this system would be highly inbred. Ultimately, the globalists desire a faceless and unaccountable roundtable government. Remember, Cecil Rhodes' original organization was called the Roundtable Group. Okay? It said, ultimately, the globalists desire a faceless and unaccountable roundtable government, an institution with limited liability, like a corporation run in the same sociopathic manner without public oversight. 
there will be no redress of grievances. And this is what I've been hollering and screaming, okay, for people who want this Democratic Party nonsense to be put in place. You better understand what it is that you're asking for, okay? They say globalists often use the word sustainability. This is under, by the way, this is under sustainability as religion. This is another one of these subtopics. Globalists, and I, you know I love this family because I've been talking about this word for, again, a long time. Let's just put it like that. Globalists often use the word sustainability from Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030. Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 is new school. We were talking about these things before Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 was even talked about, was even dreamed of. We were warning people about uh, sustainability and what that really meant. Okay? So when I hear people use Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, I generally know where they're coming from. That's new school. Okay? It don't mean that they may not be accurate. It just means that we were on it before they were. That's all that means. They say environmentalism. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Get another little drink of water here. Because now it gets real good. They say environmentalism is the facade they employ. It's the fake environmentalism and fraudulent global warming science that's being exploited by the globalists to demand control over everything from how much electricity you can use in your home to how many children you can have to how much society manufactures or produces, to what you are even allowed to eat. All of that, family, has been shoved in our face in the last few years, every bit of it. The, the Green Movement? Yes. Okay, this so-called Green New Deal that supposedly comes from this former bartender that's really a a poor actress, okay, that's as phony as a $3 bill, but the media has been promoting her, and that should let you know that you should run as fast as you can away from her. And anybody else that the media is promoting, all right, I don't care what color they are, you better run from them. All right? That's the best metric you can use in terms of what direction to take and what direction not to take. If the media is pushing it, you better go the other way. Because now you see with Trump just how crooked they are. Now, they say, blah, 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 where am I at here? Uh, Right. They say the so-called carbon pollution perhaps the biggest scam in history, is a key component. As the Club of Rome, attached to the United Nations, stated in their book, The First Global Revolution and Sister Bear Family, before we quote from that book, you can go back 10 years ago on Truth to Power 
when we dealt with, uh, I forget what the name of the programs were, Bear, but we went in on the Club of Rome and this so-called environmentalism, okay? Mm-hmm. And that was, I really enjoyed those programs. I really, and that program was one of the ones I really enjoyed because we were able to expose Cornell West as being a part of this. Okay. And we pointed out, we found out in the research that he was a member of the club of Budapest, which is a subsidiary of the club of Rome. So he ain't this nutty professor that he's made out to be. He's part of the establishment covering the rear like Al Charlatan admitted FBI informant somehow has security clearance to be in the White House. How does that happen? I'll tell you how it happened. He ain't never stopped being an FBI informant. That's how it happened. And that's why he's still in media to this day after sitting in the hotel room trying to buy as much cocaine as he could. Now, and, and they say, and black people ahead, don't man. listen to him no more. I say, and most black people don't even listen to him no more. So what is he, who is he leading? Who is he it, rallying? It doesn't stop it. But here's what they do, Bab. It's like Jesse, same deal. They They basically give them the platform in the hopes that there will be a time when they will be able to be reingratiated in the community. Mm-mm. No, once the community wake up, they they that they do with you. Once they see you, yeah, the white folks don't understand that. So for him no. now, it's just a a meal ticket. And and let's be clear, he still is able to garner enough money and enough food, right? to make a modicum of a difference. Okay? So now, let's quote from the first global revolution, the book from the Club of Rome. Quote, in searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. In designating these dangers as the enemy, we fall into the trap of mistaking symptoms for causes. All these dangers are caused by human intervention in natural processes and is only through changed attitudes and behavior they can be overcome. The real enemy is humanity itself. The real enemy is humanity itself. The real enemy is humanity itself, unquote. And family, that's why you see him pushing uh, Hansel and Gretel, that little deranged, little retarded, little white girl whose Time magazine, remember, I just got to telling you Time, if you look at the origin of it, it comes from the loose family they are they the loose family was hooked to the gills into all of the secret societies that they could get into 
okay? Just like the original owners of the Washington Post, who remember, Sister Bear, the grand dame of the Washington Post wrote a book a couple of years ago where she admitted using witchcraft to kill at least three people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, her husband is no longer with us, thank God. But she's still here. And she admitted that in her book. And they didn't arrest us, thank you, ass. She's still out here because she's part of the elite. And that's why I hate elitism, which is what oozed out of Barack Obama. And black people chose to turn off their spiritual antenna and act like it didn't exist. He walked like a white man. He talked like a white man. He acted like a white man. I bet he eat more. And let me go on. Now, you know what, uh, Dr. Robert X, you did the uh, show on the Club of Rome and the Green Conspiracy. And, that is uh, correct. March the 21st, March the 21st, 2010. That was almost 20, uh, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matter of fact, it'll be 10 years ago in a few months. In March. Yeah. You see? So... And I encourage everybody to go back and and check the research in that program. All right? Because it was off the chain. They let you know that it's people that's the problem. And that's why they got this little white girl. She ain't the first one that went before the UN and gave a speech. They did it back in the 90s under Bill Clinton. They had another little white girl. Well, she wasn't a white girl. She was a, a Indian, I think. Uh, anyway, they use the children. They have an entire children's program inside the United Nations predicated on propagandizing the children and getting them to push their agenda. Because who can attack children? That's why they use them. That's come every time the Clintons got in trouble, what they do? We, we, we out here for your children. We love your children. We love the children. Them MFs. Hate children. That's why they don't have any. Most of these elite they people go and adopt them. That's right. They ain't having none unless it's for dinner. These bastards. All of them. Let me underscore. All of them. All right? Now, they say, by presenting, uh, by presenting human beings as a species as the great danger, globalists hope to convince humanity to sublimate itself before Mother Earth, the Mother Earth goddess. They call it Gaia. The elites become the high priest of the new religion of sustainability. They alone will determine who is a loyal servant and who is a heretic. Carbon pollution becomes a new original sin. Everyone is a sinner because you breathe in. Everyone breathes and we must all do our part to appease the earth by sacrificing even ourselves. Now you so understand. Like why, that's part of it, Bev. But it also explains why they, they have a propensity of dropping bombs, killing millions of people. It's part of their program. And they use war as one of their tools to carry out that program of population control. 
They say, elites don't believe in this farce. They created it. The sustainability cult is merely a weapon to be used to dominate mass psychology and make the populace more malleable. Now, under the subtopic population control, they say this. Globalists worship eugenics, the belief that genetics must be controlled and regulated, and those deemed to be undesirable must be sterilized or exterminated. Hillary called them what? The deplorables. This ideology holds that 4% or less of the population is genetically worthy of leadership, and the elites assert that they represent part of that genetic purity. They refer to themselves, family, as the blue blood. Okay? That's the real enemy. Okay? That's the real enemy. Rothschilds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They say, after World War II, the public developed a distaste for eugenics and population control but under the guise of environmentalism, the agenda is making a comeback. In the name of saving the earth, wait, population control in the name of saving the earth. The question is, who gets to decide who lives and who dies? Who decides who is never born? A modern you, a modern form of eugenics will be presented as the science used to determine the content of the population. That's the, the vaccine, the mandatory vaccine program, I believe, are dual weapons. They've already been caught a number of times with sterilants in the vaccines. Bill Gates' daddy uh, succeeded Margaret Sanger. Okay? I'm going to say that again. Bill Gates' daddy was a successor to Margaret Sanger. And what what do you call them uh, places where people go and get abortions? What's the name of that organization, Bill? Plant Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. That's what he ran. As I said way back then, 10 years ago, family, look at the name of the organization. Planned Parenthood. Since when did you need somebody to plan for you to be a parent? They were telling you where they were heading because you would not be able to have babies. As we pointed out in that program, Based on our research, going all the way back to the 70s, uh, without having a license, they were going to license parents. You would be able to have children based on your genes. And, of course, you know, you know what that really means is a global control of the population. And once they put the vaccines in you, the steroids, they don't have to worry about you having no babies. That's why they want to make them mandatory. They say the behavior of the globalist is, oh, this is under the other next subtitle, narcissistic 
sociopathy. They say the behavior of the globalists is consistent with the common diagnosis of full-blown narcopaths, a condition believed to be inborn and incurable. Narcopaths are devoid of empathy and are self-obsessed. They suffer from delusions of grandeur and see themselves as gods among men. That's why they refer to themselves as blue bloods. Okay? From the serious star system. All right, family? They believe other people are tools to be used for their pleasure or their ascendance to godhood. They lie incessantly as a survival mechanism. Narcopaths feel no compassion towards those they harm or murder, yet crave attention from the same people they see as inferior. Now, the last subgroup is Luciferianism. The globalists have their own binding ideologies and methods for organization. One method is to ensure benefits to those who serve the group. Predators work together as long as there is ample prey. Another method is the use of religious or ideological superiority. They go on to say, this agenda is not one that globalists are willing to admit to openly, uh, admit to openly very often. But Luciferianism, the underlying globe, is the underlying globalist cult religion. It's essentially an ideology which promotes moral relativism, the worship of the self and the attainment of Godhead by any means necessary. Moral relativism. In other words, your morals are only necessary if you deem them to be such. Any moral act is only immoral if you see it that way. There's no such thing as immorality. It's what you want to do. They close by saying this, and I did extensive research on this back in the day, back in the seven, back in the seventies, back in the eighties, and I was just fascinated with it. And that's why I know as much as I do about the UN. They say in closing. It is the only ideological institution adopted by the UN, talking about Luciferianism, through the Lucis Trust, originally called the Lucifer Publishing Company. Okay? Now, I got into the Lucis Trust and, and got into Lord Maitreya Okay. Uh, and Alice Bailey, which took me to the little white girl who stole uh, 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 stole the brother's sex magic. 
what was her name? Uh, ah. Uh, oh, you you talk she, about Pat, Pastel Beverly, the lady that was dealing yes, with he she, that was yeah. Yeah, she she basically stole his work, and then she mm-hmm. created this new thing called the Theosophical Society. Right, so all of right. that. Yes, all of that has strains running straight through Alice Bailey. And the United Nations and the Lucis Trust. I studied that stuff intensely back in the back in the eighties. Okay, and it was just mind blowing to me because we were always taught in school that the United Nations is this nice little peaceful thing, but it was all because of propaganda that was being advertised to us all over television telling us about the United Nations Children's Fund and all this kind of stuff, right? And they would always show you the little African children with flies all over them, right? The United Nations Children's Fund. Such a nice organization. It's important, family, to understand that there is a hidden hand in all of this. But that hand don't exist, like we said earlier, like that hand, the crawling hand in that monster movie. This hand has a body connected to it. And that body is espousing world government, Luciferianism, and is responsible for damn near everything you see today. Because that body is over 2,500 years old and goes all the way back to Old Testament and the Chosen. And with that, Sister Bear, we'll stop here. We can take some calls and comments, and we'll pick up where we left off tomorrow. Okay, now, where you going to be at again? You said that was Sunday? Yes, this Sunday, that's the 22nd, from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. We'll get out of there sooner than that. Them four-hour things be killing me. But I, I shouldn't uh-huh. say that because with people talking and, you know, our people love to talk, uh, we probably will be there for four hours. But we're going to step back into 347, the the very orientation of spirituality and uh, the foundation of cultural norms all over the planet coming out of ancient comedic science, trivium, quadrivium. Okay, that's free this okay. Sunday, the 22nd, at 11006 South Michigan. Okay? From 2 to 6. I look forward to seeing everybody there. Okay, and how can they contact you? You can contact me at MCCRAYR. Nine five nine nine at yahoo.com. All right, excellent. And for those that uh, have a question or a comment, you can call three two three six four two one five eight six three two three six four two one five eight six and push the number one, and uh, I'll open your line up. Okay, we're going to seven seven three eight nine five. 
Greetings, greetings. How y'all doing tonight? Hotel, brother Derek. Hotel, hotel. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I'm really in a very positive way. I'm excited, looking forward to what's going to happen, looking forward to this 2020 coming because, like I said, within the past month or so, a couple months, my eyes literally um, have been open. You know, and like I said, to quote uh, Brother Wesley, this is a wonderful time to be alive right now, you know. And um, yep. but at the same time, we get we can't get caught up with the bullshit, you know. Um, a lot of things are being revealed to a lot of us now, and we just got to take it for what it is, you know. And I don't like I said, I don't necessarily see it as being a bad thing or the world coming to the end or aliens taking over the planet. I don't think it's nothing like that, you know. Right. This is the time of revelation, the time the time things will be revealed, but it's just it's up to us now, which ain't going to be everybody, to accept what you really see, you know, because either That's you're right. going to accept it or you're not, you know. And like what you were saying earlier, it's like getting to a point, because I've got to the point where, too, I'm not going to be sitting up there beating, beating, trying to beat somebody over the head with the information, sharing articles and video. If it's not in, if if they're not feeling it, they're just not feeling it. Well, like I said, That's even right. like, you know, it, it's one of those things where Beverly says all the time about, and Brother Weston talks about polarity, energy. A lot of us are just not on that same wavelength. Not saying that somebody is better or higher than somebody else. It's just, just certain people are not vibrating on that level. And they're just they're just not going to get it, you know. That's right. But at the same time, not to sit up there and waste our energy on people who are not going to get it because there's people out here who are riding that, riding that way, so to speak. And, um, it, 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 we're, we're waking up. That's right. So they just need to know that the, any wave is just a temporary condition. Exactly. Yeah, it's shift. That is correct. Oh yeah. It, like we always say, like I said, I always say like a paradigm shift, in other words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, look, going I back to... I look at a, it like... Uh-huh. No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, Dad. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I look at it like being a surfer, riding that surf, them waves and them ocean waves, and you got to balance yourself <laughs> on that surfboard. <laughs> right, right. Or, or like but no learning, to, learning how to ride the bike or learning how to how to skate, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can catch that wave, but that wave is only temporary. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah. But right. You, you yeah. Gotta right. Ride it. That's right. But then you got to wait for another one. That's true. And, you got to look and for you it. Always, A lot of people are not looking for it. <laughs> yeah, and and you always subject to be wiped out. Yeah, but the but the thing is, you got to be able to get back up and swim and get ready to ride, get back on your board and ride again. I like I said, it took me a long yeah. time to learn that, you know. Yep, yep. But um, going back to that um that shooting in New Jersey, and and, and it, it it's I laugh now. Like I said, especially when they put out these you you know these these stories are fake because it's like. They put out a story within 48 hours or less than that. The narrative changes 10, the, well, the word narrative changes 10 to 15 times. 
Now they were yep. saying that, like I said, one of the shooters was an arm. He was in the Army Reserve. I said, okay, here we go with this uh, this military thing yep. again. I said, wow. Both of them damn near 50 years old, right? Right. A man one and a woman. actually was 50, yeah. I think the woman, if I'm not mistaken, they actually said she was 50. And, and check this, Derek. Everybody that know the Hebrews... We know that there are a lot of little small groups. They normally consist of 15, 20 people at the most, with most of them. But they're right. never just two people. I ain't never no. seen. I used to have a group of them. That used to, one of them is still, I'm still very close to this brother. He's out in Indiana now. I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. his name. He knows who right. he is. He'll hear this. And, and brother started laughing. But one of the best brothers I've ever met in my life. Back in the day, uh, they were on the west side. They would invite me over there to speak. They these are the, the brothers and sisters that told me I remind them of Paul. Mm. Now, I didn't know who the hell they was talking about. I was biblically illiterate. <laughs> okay. Right. So I didn't know who they was talking about. I thought they was talking about Paul Williams or the temptations of somebody. So I would say <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hell, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But then they explained it to me. And uh, they were very virulent about what they believed in. Okay? They yeah. dressed the part. They acted the part. They ate the part. The men and the women were very aggressive. But this brother was not an aggressive. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I knew him before I knew the rest of them. But they were good people, but they were just, they were just totally consumed by Deuteronomy. Totally. That was a thing. Matter of fact, the Old Testament, yeah. Because I know. Oh, every other word, every other word (laughs) came out their mouth was Deuteronomy something. But I still respected them. I never you know, dissed people, because right in that same audience was a group of very virulent, I'm talking violent, Muslim brothers who Mm. believed in jihad and holy war, and they wanted to be my bodyguards. Wow. And I told them, no, brother, you can't guard me. (laughs) My name ain't Farrakhan. I don't need no bodyguard. Right. Okay. You you can't guard my body. Police superintendent. Right, right, right. That's right. All them irrelevant people who have all these bodyguards to give themselves a sense of importance or for other people to give themselves a sense of importance. And I see other people even out here in the conscious community doing the same thing. Is to give themselves an air of importance that really ain't there. Nobody's trying to kill them, but I understand all of that. Okay? Mm -hmm. I prefer... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I prefer to be inconspicuous. Low-key. Absolutely. That's why I always say, learn how to stand out 
or learn how to be outstanding without standing standing, out. Without standing out. Yep. Yep. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, interesting. No, and it is just like I'm noticing even like my my choice of music music has been changed for some reason for this past like I said past month. All I've been listening to is Wu Tang Clan, The Roots, Tribe Called Quest, um, Donald Byrd, Herb Albert. You know, and like I said, I know I, I like I said I, it's like what you were saying earlier. I go through these ways and these periods, but this time something is different. And even with the numbers and stuff, I've been seeing, I've been, I'm still seeing that twelve twenty one, that three, somehow, mm-hmm. some way, every day. But now within the past week or so, I'm also been seeing the number thirteen, frequently. Interesting. You know. Interesting. So like, so like I said, I'm just gonna. Uh, what was that? No, I was just gonna say, I know you just warmed Eddie's heart. Right, right, right. <laughs> but but even with these these recent stories with these shootings and these murders, whatever, just like for example the, the college student that killed that got killed in Manhattan. Now it came out today that um she was supposed to be killed by a thirteen year old and his accomplice was a fourteen year old. That's not an accident. But the, now, now I don't, the story, the news story, she was there buying weed. I'm like, okay, I haven't heard anything about part, that. The worst part of huh? the city, and that worst part, they said it was the worst part or the dangerous part of the city, and she gonna go there by right. herself to buy some weed. Come on, right? Come on now. But but check this out, y'all. She also, like, if um, the stories I read, she went to. Virginia. I said, whoa, wait a minute. What happened wait, a couple years up, ago Derek. in Charlottesville? She went you where? Up, I didn't hear you. She went, she went to boarding school in Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, what happened, just happened a couple years ago in Charlottesville, yeah. that supposed, that, that white supremacist riot. I was like, I yeah. mean, you know what? This story's fake. Yep. They run them stories, mm-hmm. man, because they're trying to get them guns out the hands of the people at all costs. And it's interesting that you said uh, was Charlottesville that was in Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah. They are uh, the the white people being led by sheriffs in Virginia are in fact creating sanctuary cities for gun owners. In Virginia to push back against an attempt by the Klansman, that governor, the one that wanted to kill the babies and then got busted, uh, allegedly, face. and yeah, the black face, yeah, yeah. But he never, he never admitted whether he was wearing the black face or the Klan outfit. He never said which one. Okay. She, she could have been wearing both of them remember. for all we know. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the people now, uh, the white people are turning the tables on them since they want to violate the law with fake sanctuary cities. The white folks say, okay, we're going to play your same game. We're going to declare certain counties in Virginia 
sanctuary cities uh, for gun owners, meaning they don't have to follow no law, just like you don't have to follow no law. And they're being led by law enforcement. Wow. You know what's These interesting? People, before, uh-huh. This stuff I just and, got through reading, these white people mm-hmm. are fully aware of world government. They're fully aware of it and what it's trying to do now. Go ahead. And it's interesting because now, like I said, trying to connect some of these dots here, you know, it's been stories here um, in newspapers and stuff within the, going back to last year, whether it's real or not, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the southern part of Illinois, a lot of the states, a lot of the, not the states, but the counties and cities in southern Illinois trying to separate themselves. They don't want nothing to do with Chicago. And I'm I'm starting to think what you just said it was maybe something similar, them separating themselves. Because, you know, them uh, people downstate in, in, in Carbondale and Champaign, that's a whole different group than what than what's up here in Chicago. Oh, no doubt about it. And hell, I don't want nothing to do with Chicago. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me let me open this line up. Um seven oh eight. Greetings, family. Much love. How is everybody doing? Go tap, Eddie B. Eddie, Eddie. Yes, yes. Right quick, let me uh, jump on these numbers. Uh, Derek, with that three, you keep saying 12, 21. It's no more than the waves everybody was talking about. The waves are shifting. Shift is a three. Waves are a three. We're talking about that paradigm shift. Paradigm happens to be a nine, but you're looking at light waves. They keep changing. They keep using. And you're looking at that three when Brother X mentioned that Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Well, again, he said he had been talking about that way before, they started talking about these agenda referendums or whatever they want to come up with. But, yeah, when he talked about Bush talking about that one world order in the U.N. uh, meeting in 1991, which comes 2011, and he stated sustainable development. But that's not what all these uh, agendas they're talking about is about what he started then, dealing with that 11. And uh, Brother X, you are a teacher, even by number. Because, again, teachers, 32, that's five. You refer to most of the time as brother. Brother's 32 or five. People refer to you as doctor. Doctor's 23 or five. You reveal information. Reveal is 23. That's a five. And, by the way, three Seven four, which you'll be doing this weekend, comes up to fourteen. That's a five. Wow! So no coincidence. Yeah, the brother that wow. you are is no more than the brother's keeper. And brother keeper, brother's keepers come up to sixty four, which is a one. And you started off talking about that hidden hand, and hidden hand comes up to thirty seven. That's that one. And being on the one is no more than what you were talking about earlier. 
being on a particular level. Brother Derek mentioned that same word, which is the one. And being on the one is no more than having the logic that you also refer to. The one. The one is pure. Pure is one. Frequency. Frequency is the one. Being offset by technology, which is the one. Brother Derek started talking about uh, getting back in the water and swimming after that wave and watch out for the next one. Well, what it is, that one is a stroke, and most people can't catch that rhythm that we talk about. That's the one, the rhythm of the stroke, mm. which is that level. And, Brother X, last but not least, as long as you're doing what you're doing and you stand in your lane and you stay on your square, as long as you travel along your path, you are never alone. So, yeah, we all feel those sacrifices we got to go through, but understanding when you are traveling along, alone is 13. That's God. And when you are never alone, alone is 11. That's the universe. It's all in divine order. So with that family, love, and peace, I'll see you all Sunday, my brother. On the yes, one. Sir. By, hey, by hey, the way, the date, <laughs> the date is 12, 22, 2019, which comes to the one. So I see you on the one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank okay. you, Always appreciate the wisdom. Okay. Uh, let's go to... Four four three six two nine. Four four three six two nine. Hello, do y'all hear me? Yes, yes sir. Hotel. We can hear yes, you. Yes, sir. Everybody. Excellent. Oh, that's, that's good. Hey, um, I was just uh, was going to bring up that uh, that shooting in New Jersey with the uh, Israelites claiming, you know, they claimed that they were Israelites. Well, it just so happened a couple of days before Trump passed an anti-Semitism bill. Yeah, that's right. He wants to make he wants to make uh, what is it? Judaism a a ethnic group now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, see, so, that's you know, why they... <laughs> that's why I keep warning people, even about Trump. We observe him. We identify him, but man, I ain't following him nowhere. And you know, there's something else that I I noticed too. Uh, trying to think, what was it? Um, you, you know, it, it, they say anti-Semitism, but an Ashkenazi Jew decided to be a Jew. He's not Semite. Of course not, but that don't matter for them. I know because <laughs> they chosen. Matter of fact, black people are more Semite than an Ashkenazi Jew. Well, of course. This world is a, it's a trip. It really is. And it's all coming down to who has the power to define what is. But one thing that, that's, that's for sure, that the, uh, the, true, the true almighty God knows the truth. That's what we can rest on that. That's for sure. No matter what they say or what they do. All right. 
And you know what's, what's so weird? What, what 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 the Jew gonna do about the Book of Revelation that states that there that there are those out there who call themselves Jews who are not? He ain't dealing with none of that. <laughs> He'll point the finger at the Hebrew Israelites, the black ones. <laughs> but see, the thing about it, what he gonna say? Is he gonna say God is an anti-Semite? Uh, they can make anything, anything they want according to their belief system. There is no right or no wrong. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, I'm gonna leave, leave and listen. Y'all take it easy, and um, God bless for both of y'all. Same okay, to you, my thank brother. You, thank Hotel. you for listening. Okay. It is now uh, eleven eleven. Yeah, and it's twelve twelve here. Uh, three four seven eight oh five. Peace, what's good? Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, tap, tap, mode. Peace, sister Bear. Peace, brother. All of that. It's twelve fourteen. Yes, sir. Here. Crazy man. We we got different times wherever we go. That's that's um uh-huh. serious real cool control right there, man. And people dictate yeah. what time. You know what I'm saying? Got us all on different times, but at the same conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, for sure, man. That Jersey City shooting, uh, I'm from Jersey City, and um, it, it kind of touched home. You know, it wasn't too far from my, my grammar school, which is on um, Bayview Avenue with Martin Luther King, uh, Sacred right. Heart. And, um, yeah, it was, um, I don't believe the, the story. And, um, you know, I think that they, when they put their list out of BIEs back in uh, October 2018, when the groups listed was the Hebrew Israelites, the Boris Science Temple, various branches of the Nation of Islam, right. the eyes of, on eyes on Miyak, which is um, the Nuwabians, um, Dr. York's you know, followers. So, you know, it didn't surprise me. I, back then, I said, they're going to make black people urban terrorists. And that's the term right. being used here. Uh, one thing about Jersey City, though, in that area, when I grew up, it was all black. Uh, however, you know, when my mother grew up, it was all white. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. when I grew up, it was all black. And um, um, recently, Last five years or so, the Jews have been coming in, buying up the properties, uh, paying people, you know, twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollars more than what they're being appraised. Their properties being appraised at because this is valuable property. You know, That's right. You got Jersey City. When I would walk out my house, I could look and see the Statue of Liberty. You know what I'm saying? And I could see the, you know, World Trade Center. You know, and then I could catch the bus 15 minutes to the train station. In three minutes, I'm at the World Trade Center. Once I get on the train, it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're right next to the city. So it's a huge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what I noticed was instead of, like, I thought the Jews was going to buy up the city and then rent it out. But, nah, they sitting on the porch, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> watching the right. plane on the corner. And I said, oh, it's only a matter of time before this stuff gets cleaned up. So this is uh, really, um, I think they got a Jewish mayor. Yeah, the mayor over there now is Jewish. And they use right. this as their ploy to go through the black neighborhood with an iron fist and clean it up. 
because, you know, they got yeshivas now everywhere. Now they're saying that he was going to shoot up a school. You know, That's right. Adding on and adding on. This is the same thing they did with 9-11. This is all. Now, I, I, um, last week on the um, show with Bev, my scenario is anytime you put those um, little Hasidis with the curly hair, those are the biggest criminals, the biggest arms yes. dealers drug dealers in the world. So now you put them yeah. in the ghetto where everybody's selling drugs and stuff. And he go to meet a cop. He go to meet someone to sell something and it happens to be a cop. He feel like he got set up. And he went back there to get the people who he felt like set him up. That's what it sounds like to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you gave me something to sell. I go sell it to the person and it turns out to be a cop. I shoot the cop and now I'm going to come back and get you. You know what I'm saying? It, Try to and that up. sounds plausible, because you know what they said, Tudmos? They said, mm-hmm. so far we have no motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and one I thing said, I that makes no sense. Go ahead, Tudmos. Exactly. From working over there, 2016, 2017, at the hospital, the shoot is was was on pace with Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was, you know, 11 people shot on the um, 4th of July. It was like nine people shot on Memorial Day. And you talk about a city right. of 160, 270,000 people. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, how come they got more shootings than we got in Harlem? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 300,000 black people in Harlem, just black people alone is 300,000. That's more than young, the whole city got people. And black people are not the dominant, you know, race in Jersey City. You know what I'm saying? White people are right. the dominant as far as population. So it's like, man, how is it that I'm 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 mopping up blood for these young boys at a pace that's higher than Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. So yeah, I it just um them moving in and the guns coming out didn't surprise me. You see all these Jews everywhere. So this is where they getting all these guns from. Uzi's, where's that come from? Israel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yep. so, yeah, that 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 struck me. So I, I just don't, I believe that it happened, but I just don't believe the story. And, um, you know, I don't believe that the city was in terror because shootings like that is normal. You know, that was, the kids was outside hopping, hopscotch while the cops were running past them, making fun of the cops. It, was, it wasn't what they needed out you know, are you I, serious? Yeah, you can watch the YouTube videos where they, they make the fun of the cops riding past. Go, I hope he shoots you. You know, like as they running past them and stuff. You know, like it, right. That's a heavy drug area. Um. Also, another yeah, scenario. I, is I need to ask you before you. I need to ask you this before you go to the next point. Okay. Have you talked to anybody still that lives in that area? Yeah. Do you know well, anybody that still? Okay, mm-hmm. what did they say? They said they heard the shooting, and they thought it was just a regular shooting. But they said right. it was like, man, a serious shootout. Like, they, they just was, you know, they didn't want to look out their window until it stopped. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when it, when it stopped, they realized it was um, police shooting into the store, which is my other scenario. And I didn't even go over this one to show bad, but uh, it, it was on my mind is that they went into that store maybe um, looking for someone, didn't find them, the police show up, and they shoot up the store and kill the people shooting into the store because they, they, they're known to be reckless, and now they need to cover all that up. 
Because I'm like, why would the Jersey City Police Department call the New York City Police Department to help them get two people out of store when they got SWAT teams? You calling up the cover-up boys. They called in the FBI and the New York City Police Department. And I think that was all to to do a cover-up or or to come up with this story about some Hebrew Israelites. You know what I'm saying? It's real odd, bro. It's real it awful. is, man. I tell you something else. I, I just my antennas go up, brother. Whenever I hear about all these shootings, and they always indoors, nobody getting shot outside. So you would figure that somebody would stumble out, right? It's exactly. always indoors. What is and that? Talk, and we talk about an area in Jersey City where. It's multi-family houses and mostly apartment buildings, like, on the avenue. It's not a lot of, like, one-family houses with a backyard and a front yard. No, it's, you know, houses attached together with two, three-family, you know what I'm saying, units. Right, it's, right. It's a lot of people out there for him to be so accurate, you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you, man. And, um, you know, also the... um. Globalism, um, doing a great job. A lot of this is what you know. We was talking about that with the gender. Um, I mean, with the club of Budapest, club of Rome, all of that. Um, with the um, the nanotechnology where they were spraying all these new diseases is coming out of the blue, and no one can mm-hmm. tell where that came from. You know, and, and um, more jealous. You know what I'm saying? And even this yeah. brand new legion, this brand new legionnaires, everybody is catching. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just yep. it's just a lot. So, uh, but I want you to look up this thing called panhumanism. Panhumanism. Yeah. And, um, it's the concept of an affiliation with all mankind through some sort of legislative structure that allows all technological and economical development to be at the benefit for all people. The concept sometimes seen as far left, although there are also white ring and centrist pan-human organizations, including the United Nations, some of which have even received significant opposition from far left over globalist policy. And um, when I looked up this pan-humanism, I said, man, I think because this comes right before post-humanism, and I know that's where they're trying to get to, where everybody is some type of genetic mutated, you know, person that's, right. you know what I'm saying, and they can say, oh, we don't need all these useless eaters. So I'm looking yeah. at this, this panhumanism, and it brings you to stateless, stateless cap, um, stateless um, communism, which is similar to the social credit system, and I'm like, man, maybe this is what they're trying to do. So I just wanted to know mm-hmm. if you were familiar with this panhumanist agenda. I- Mm-hmm. I have vaguely, I'm vaguely aware of the term panhumanism. I only, I looked upon it as an introduction of other species. Nah, I don't got nothing to do with that. This is a political philosophy. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going, I'm going to get well, into it. Yeah, it's the technocracy. It's the technocracy. It's, it's, it's pretty much where um, all of them is. But transhumanism is part of panhumanism, though. Like that's mandated right. by a panhumanist, you know. But yeah, when you, I think if you look into this word, you're gonna, it's gonna bring you 
with your expertise, like, wow, all right, I could already, you could already attach it to other things, you know what I'm saying? But that's all mm-hmm. I have to say, brother. Great show as always, man. Oh, um, what you think it's going to go on, man? I see Schumer coming up with this. Um, I missed the beginning of the show. I know that's usually when you do your politics. Um, Schumer coming out saying that he wants to have some people testify in the Senate. Um, do you think that this is all for show? Because I, I would assume if the Democrats can call witnesses, then the Republicans can too, and I doubt Schumer really wants that. So I just want to know what your the, thoughts was. The last thing they want is a trial in the Senate. I am I'm not sold that they have all the votes that they need in the House to pass the impeachment resolution. So I'm going to go out on a limb, as I think I alluded to last week, and say they don't have the votes, I don't think it's going to the Senate. They don't want to see and have nothing to do with Rudy Giuliani testifying, Eric CIA Ramella testifying, Joe Biden testifying, and they damn sure don't want to put Tyrone Biggums on the stand. <laughs> They don't want Pookie. Absolutely. I don't see it happening. Thank you, brother. You, you had. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chuck Okay, thank you. And you had a, a Democrat today. You had a Democrat today that transferred from to a Republican. Yeah, actually, there were. Qualify. He was the one at in the in the national level. There have been several. But that's not unusual. That happened under Reagan. That's happened on more than one occasion okay. where people have switched parties. So for me, that, huh? That ain't no big deal. I say doing no, that, I don't, doing this impeachment. Okay. Yeah, I don't see that as being anything major. I think mm-hmm. that what's going to be telling is can they get the 218 votes that they need? And I can't believe that all of them freshmen Congress people who've been put on blast, I've never seen this much opposition to all of these members in the Democratic Party, including Adam Schiff. They all got shouted down. I, I just don't yeah. see it. I don't know how they're going to get to 218 unless them people, because they're reading the tea leaves. They know that nobody's for this. They looked at what happened with Brexit. That's a trend that ain't stopping. They are very much aware that nationalism is exploding everywhere. And this country is no uh, exception. Let me let me bring this up, Bear. Did you get a chance to watch that video, that little piece, that little blurb from CBS News who went out and talked to some of the people? And do you remember what that white boy said <laughs> at the beginning? He said, me and my 38 got a problem with it. Yeah. Bingo. And he didn't stutter. He was deadly serious. Okay. So that lets you know where the people at. This ain't no joke. They know. 
That was mm-hmm. mind blowing. Now, I've never seen anything like that for somebody to come up to the media and tell them, if y'all mess with Trump, I'm going to introduce you to this 38. But, hey, Trump, I, the, the people is is more powerful than the army, and they ready. And I, I told somebody a couple of months ago uh, that Trump got his Rockwilder setting on one side. He got the cannon courses setting on the other side. He got the pit bulls on the other side. And they, you know how you got your dogs trained? And they ain't going right. to move. But when you tell them to move, they're going to tear you up. And that's what he that's got right. That's right. That's where they at. And and they have just allowed for the the Democrats, the Antifas, to just wreak havoc. And they ain't flinched. Yeah. They ain't flinched a muscle. Mm-hmm. And Trump knew mm-hmm. that all he had to do was say, all right, just the motorcycle is alone. And right. Right. Yeah. They like they just like a, a trained dog. When you got them them killer dogs, and when you have them trained, they ain't gonna you. They don't care what's going on. They ain't gonna move a muscle till you tell them to. That's right. And that's what's and that's what's going on here. Now, what you think is uh-huh. going on with uh, North, the- North Korea? Huh? Go ahead. Hold, hold on. Go ahead, Tabo. No, I was just gonna say he cut the trade deal today with China. Cut the phase yeah. one of the trade deal. The stock market went sky high, few hundred points up. Everybody was happy, high fives and around the office, even though they hate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now contrast that with not long ago, just a month or so ago, they was talking about eternal damnation, the stock market going to crash, and the Democrats yeah. going to kill the market. And I said, man, these people are insane. If this economy is doing this good with all of the stuff that's going on, imagine what's going to happen when that uh, uh, infrastructure legislation, that infrastructure bill gets passed and the trade agreements are finalized. Just in in, uh, manufacturing, because Trump is removing all of that fake legislation that they put in on under the guise of environmentalism. Just imagine what's going to happen to this economy when that stuff takes place. Yeah. But I have to say this again. I have never seen the news media interview somebody and they state point blank that they are ready to go to war with their guns. I've never seen that before. And he didn't stutter either. No. Not at all. And they couldn't find nobody that was in opposition to Trump. They have gone to Democratic strongholds in certain cities where the Democrats have been reigning supreme for decades and the people have made it clear that locally they go vote Democrat. Nationally, they voted for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, check this. I'm sorry, guys. One more thing. You see the day mm-hmm. he said he might not even do any of these debates. He's saying he might skip the debates. You know what I'm saying? So I heard I that. Well, his plan is just to do mass rallies everywhere. So expect a lot of 
insurrection. The good thing is he got the police on his side, which I think shows in Chicago where um, uh, my man um, uh, Winfield, the cop over there looking like um, uh, Winfield from um, what's from, uh, the show with Urkel, Family Matters, the um, top cop, he was talking junk about Trump, didn't go to the chief of police of all, and he ends up a couple weeks later getting fired. Being caught in the car drunk, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not no coincidence. You see, yeah, they said, "Oh, okay, you're not with us, no problem." <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, got you know, he broke protocol. I'm not surprised, Ted Mo. Go ahead, man. Open this other line: nine zero nine five three eight nine zero nine five three eight. My hotel. Village, what's going on? Oh man, uh, just you guys dissecting the shenanigans, putting on our glasses so mm-hmm. we can see this 2020 vision. It's listening yes, in, you know. Oh, it's just, this is beautiful. Um, and you were talking earlier, you're trying to find this whore's name uh, who stole Pascal Beverly Randolph's magic. That was uh, CJ Blavatsky. Yeah. Yes, Madam Blavatsky, yes. Yeah, yeah. She was the one. She, she was a madam, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Because yes. she had a lot of bad things to say about that brother, and we know, uh, you know, what he wanted to do for the people. You know, absolutely. So I don't hurt, hold her in too high regard, but yeah. And, and, then, and you know, he, and you know, he was African centered, as light as he was. He, remember what he named his last child? Osar, Osiris. Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. You that tell you all you need to know right there. <laughs> he was the original one. You you write on it, and he was the original one talking about we need to start African centered schools. He he actually started one. He was the principal of one when yep. he taught mm. the black kids. So that's right. You know, he had the, the knowledge. And I always go back to this. I just find this fascinating that he said the black man was bound to perish in the United States and that they would have to move to I think he said they moved, should move to India. But he said they mm-hmm. need to get out of the United States wherever they are. But you know. Um, well that's interesting, man. brother, because I'm one of those people who have always been an advocate that we had better have an alternative to this. Only a fool mm-hmm. would say, Well, this is my home. Well, them people, them old testament people said the same thing in Germany. Mm. All right. I ain't going nowhere. This is my home. And the next thing you know, they were being uh, used as replacements for biscuits. (laughs) That's cool. Put you right. Exactly. Put their asses right in them ovens. (laughs) All right. Turn them all bake. That's absolutely right. But you and to go along with you know uh, just that theme right there. Just to show you how fake and shenanigans all of this is, where they have you looking left when you're supposed to be looking right, the day before Trump announced that he was going to call Jewish people an actual um, ethnicity as opposed to a belief system, he was up there cussing them out. He was up there calling them all kind of killers and liars, and and I don't like you, and I know you don't (laughs) like me, and you're going to have to vote for me anyway, because who are you going to vote for? You know, this guy over here. They, you know, he was just giving them the business, and then the very next day he come out and talk about, okay, but you could be an ethnicity now, and you know that to me just shows that that's that's just a bunch of shenanigans. But 
when you look at who is the main financier for him, which is Sheldon Adelson, he's right. the one pushing that um, going against the BDS movement on the college campuses. And the BDS was the what was it, uh, the divestment sanctions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know, uh, so that whole movement, he was trying to squash that whole thing. So when he put Trump in there, he probably had a whole agenda along with the APAC about some things he needed to accomplish before he got out there because I'm willing to say that Trump is the first Jewish president. He didn't move the capital from <laughs> Jerusalem to Jerusalem. He didn't call them an ethnicity. He didn't done every single thing that they didn't wanted him to do. And I'm like, I, I don't understand what's going on here. But, you know, well, I just I find tell that you, man, That's a very dangerous move calling these people an ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah, very dangerous. Because how could that be possible? That basically says you ain't got no ethnicity that's multi-ethnic. How can you have a group <laughs> that's multi-ethnic and yet be one ethnicity? It's just all counter, counterproductive. I don't see Exactly. It. I'm waiting to see what his rationale for that really is, because I know he knows better than that. Mm. I don't know what the motivation for that is, but it's got to be something else. I'm just sitting back waiting to see what the next shoe going to drop in terms of that really is, because that makes no sense. And I thoroughly disagree with him. I feel you. You know, when he did the truth, I thought that was bad. Oh, man. I told Tutmo some time back, that the thing Trump had better look out for in terms of his back is them Jews that he thinks that's on his side. He better look out. Exactly. You're absolutely right. You know, um, yeah, it's just crazy because if you look at just across the ocean, you were just talking about Brexit and all of that. They just threw Boris Johnson in there. And if you can't say that he's a splitting image, of Trump, I don't know who is. So they didn't got this I think it's the same thing. and they just cookie cuttering it across the whole globe. So we had to look at these patterns with the 2020 vision and just start identifying what is going on here, because that's the only way yep. we're gonna be able to make moves. Um, you know, and that was an excellent conversation they cut us off on last week. But you know, uh, talking about places where we can purchase land, that's. We need to start having those conversations again. Make sure that's part mm-hmm. of the discussion regularly. So, you know, and I just kind of wanted to see what you what you thought about uh, the Hebrew-Israelite thing um, and how come they didn't send RoboCop in there. That was like a prime situation where they could have sent him in there. Just like the dude in that. None Africa. of that made it. Baba, none of that made any sense to me from the moment it happened at the time that it happened with all this Jewish stuff going on with uh, the, the little comedian uh, talking about uh, taking total control of the internet and using mm-hmm. it as a weapon against the people and all this stuff, man. And then right on the heels of that, we come with a shooting in a deli. Mm-hmm. I ain't, look, I ain't buying it. I don't yeah. care what they say. My antennas went up immediately because I'm talking about the stuff as it's happening. Yeah. I ain't, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Now, now, this is another part <clears throat> This reminded me. Right before we had this, I think it was six shootings in maybe like the last five weeks because me and Brother Derek been sending them back and forth. Right before mm-hmm. that, the National Threat Assessment Center 
drop their analysis of targeted um, violence from, what is it, like uh, 1999 up to 2018 or 2017. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it broke down all the details of who was who. Of course, they said about 80% was male, 60% was white, so obviously all white male. And then right after that, it was Asian dude shooting. Then it was some black Hebrew Israelites. Like they just tried to purposely muddy up the, you know, the staff. Right. Right after it came right. out. So, you know, I just wanted to know what you thought about that. And I just go sit back and listen. Well, they think that we, we won't recognize what list they, they would go to to push their agenda. But I'm here to tell them. A lot of us are, are watching. We watching too. We just don't have the avenues to express the fact that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, man, they, they're not getting very much by us. At all. Okay? Not at all. So, no, all this is a part of the agenda because they have the, the, the means to pull off this stuff. That's why I mentioned Bill Pottinger earlier. For anybody that doubts their capacity to create fake TV shootings. All right. Just go and Google Bale Pottinger. They did a whole war like that. And then go back to 1990. I forget what year it was to the whole Bosnian uh, conflict with the little white girl. Right. And the, the two lovers, the the husband and the wife or the the man and the woman who are supposedly engaged to get married or was already married, I forget all the particulars. But then you, at the same time that they showed that, which was phony as hell, they came out with that movie with none other than Robert De Niro. Yes. Uh, thanks, Brother Thomas. Milosevic. Right. Oh, uh, Milosevic. Yeah, with Robert De Niro creating a fake war. I forget the name of the movie with John Travolta. Travolta played Clinton. If if my memory serves me correctly. Hmm. Yeah, Wag the Dog. I was going to say that one, but I didn't think it was that one. But yeah, that's the the one. That's required. That's required. Yeah, that was a. They created a fake war. So the president could get his way. That's right. Okay, now I see what you're saying. Okay. Produced yes, right. right in Hollywood. They was telling us. And it was <laughs> Robert De Niro who was the director in the movie. He is again all over the place. Who is Robert De Niro? Tutmos. Mm. Got a black wife. Or had a black wife. True. Yes, sir. And he... And he... CIA, uh, 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 what is, I, what, what's the, uh, rail, rail, is he, is he Jewish? No, That's no what Tutmo said. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he has to be high profile something because he's going yeah. from gangster to gangster to producing fake wars and movies to you mm. name it. He's leading the charge in Hollywood against Trump. And yep. he gets invited on every TV program after he cussed this guy out. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Who is Robert De Niro? The Fockers. 
<laughs> that movie he made. Now I did see that one. I thought that was funny, man. That was really funny. <laughs> it was funny, but it was so apt. It was perfect. Absolutely. That's oh, right. Wow. <laughs> so no, man. I you know this this whole thing just it just stinks, man. It just stinks. Yeah. And I think the good thing is too many people smell it. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, Tumbo's made a good point about the uh, stock market going up right after this. It wasn't a trade deal, but they did say it was like phase one to a That's trade right. deal. Everything shoots up, but it can for the Dow Jones to continue to go up, these profits have to keep getting squeezed. It's only so far it could go before it has to collapse. So, yeah, it is I going see. up, but I even see that there's a point where this is going to have to reset because it can't just keep going straight up like that. It's just against the law, you know. I think as long as they have markets, because here's the danger. The markets have been generally created through wars. Mm, that's true. Now, if you ain't got no wars, where the market's going to be created? Because mm, when the wars take place, you need resources from just about every area you can imagine in order to rebuild. That's what. That's another phase of the whole war thing besides mass killing. They then make just all kind of money off of it besides the bombs and the weapons. They make money off the off the rebuilding. Yeah, so absolutely. What where they're going to get these new markets? North Korea. I don't think that's a big enough market. Africa. Iran. Yeah, I, I, they ain't going to rebuild Africa under any circumstances. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant like emerging markets. No, I'm talking about. Places where they drop bombs on or places that's been living in the Stone Age, it's important for them to keep Africa underdeveloped because that's the yeah. only way they can continue to control it. Yeah. And I've seen Absolutely. government and dealt with government white papers that we expose right here on Truth to Power where the the Pentagon has made it quite clear. Uh, no one will be allowed to go in Africa and take yeah. over anything that they don't allow. No one. Yeah. Except China. They say they'll blow up the whole continent or make <laughs> a, a, a a huge attempt to do so. That's what they say. Yeah. You're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. Well, I'm just going to go ahead so and continue uh, the list. Okay, thank you, Go Baba. ahead, Sister Bill. What do you think about North Korea? Uh, what's going to go on with that? Is they starting back with their nuclear? Is there going to be some? Is there going to be a deal made, or what's going on? With yes, that? yes, that's all PR. It's all PR. Okay. It's, don't forget okay. us here. We need assistance. Uh, I, let me put it like this: between now and March. I expect that you'll see some movement on North Korea after the Senate stuff. After, If there's a trial in the Senate, if there's not a trial in the Senate, I'm going to say between now and spring, between now and the beginning of the year in March, 
you're going to mm. probably see some movement on North Korea. Because if the China trade deal, this is just phase one, that automatically loosens up North Korea, automatically. Because mm. North Korea is a proxy. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's what I expect to see happen. I don't think North Korea is going to do anything. They're screaming out, just like the Arabs in many of the Arab countries, that they use a lot of hyperbole, but they're really screaming out for assistance. Hmm. So do you feel like Iran, is, how do they link up into all of this? Because I know they just got new sanctions put on them, I think. Yeah. The, the U.S. and the intelligence community is working overtime trying to overthrow that government from the inside. Hmm. Okay? Because, again, they understand China has not been involved in a war since Vietnam. If they attack Iran, China is going to get involved in that war. Okay. I ain't even got to mention Russia. That that goes without even saying. Yeah, they can't wait. But now... For the first time, you had the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians and the Iraqis mm. and the Syrians to deal with. Yeah. They don't want that, and that ain't Trump's style. <clears throat> I expect that at some point in his second administration, Iran will come to the bargaining table. I think that mm. the thing that a lot of it is going to hinge. Now, this may sound strange, but from how I'm viewing this, a lot of that's going to hinge on whether Netanyahu is still in power or not. Mm. That's the wild card. Mm. Yeah. If he's and where going, are they at with that? If he's, well, they, <clears throat> they're trying to bring him up. On they're not trying to bring him up. They're trying to remove yeah. him. And they've been doing that now for he's calling it a coup. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where that court case is, is going to go. I haven't followed it extremely mm. closely. I just keep my eye on it. <clears throat> but if he's gone, I'm only assuming that it's going to be one of the Democratic Party people who replace him. You know, mm-hmm. Obama was trying to replace him all the time. Obama was in office. Okay. So if they get their people in there, they're going to trade land to the Palestinians. That's their ultimate goal. Okay? If that's the case, the pressure valve is going to be let off of Iran. Okay. Mm. They got to get that monster first because. Uh, Netanyahu is a monster of the worst kind. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Wow. <clears throat> well, we're down to our last three, four, or five minutes, and so um, we will continue tomorrow. Uh, teacher, yes, Doctor Robert X. And we appreciate you uh, for giving us your time and your research so we can really understand this. And uh, we look forward to coming back tomorrow, Asha. 
<laughs> what, what else am I do? <laughs> this, is, this is your purpose. <laughs> That's right. We appreciate it. I appreciate oh. you, family. No doubt about it. And, yeah, and thank you so much. Because when you not when you don't show up to class, the students be texting me and emailing and <laughs> where's the teacher? At? What's going on with the teacher? <laughs> I love you too, family. I ain't going nowhere. I'll be right here. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Robert X. We appreciate you, and thank you, family, for participating, and I look forward to talking to everyone tomorrow. Peace and love, Mayotte Hotel. Hotel, Sister Bev. Hotel, family.
From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.